Hello, humans, and welcome to the Hello Calgary podcast, Freedom of Voice. Name or low one more time. So this this wine is literally just called Cabernet Merlot, um, which actually is not a thing. <laughs> the description is even more horrifying because it says crafted with over fifty years of winemaking tradition from who from where we don't know. Our Cabernet Merlot is made with grapes picked from the finest vineyards in Canada, mm, fine, fine and around the world. <laughs> so the question is, where else Well, they probably run out of grapes when going to the grocery store, right? And they stomp down a couple of those ones. Enjoy its <laughs> rich aromas of black fruit, followed by a smooth, fruity finish, and share with others when grilling meats or serving pizza. What are black fruits? Blackberries. I can't think of any other black fruit. But what the fact they won't with? name that's true. grilling meats or pizza. That's oh, it. okay. That's why I, I bought it. Because <laughs> I knew so we were having pizza. pizza. You knew we'd have our flat bread. I gotta say, I'm I, a bigger I, fan of this than the Romanian. Okay, that's because yeah. you have. No, that's because this is made for. Like you fucking bleeds. Also, okay. what uh, what's the company name? Peller Family Vineyards. I don't know what that is. Was there an address? On you, the on the back? Nova Scotia. Have I upset it's you? It's from the Nova Scotia region. Winona. Ont- oh, oh, wow! It's from four different places. Nice. <laughs> um, one in a PO box. One from Winona, Ontario, mm-hmm. one from Kelowna, Grimsby, and Truro, Nova Scotia. Are we recording right now? Oh, we're recording. Yeah. How, how is it from four different places? Okay. I was, I was trying to illustrate a point here. And the point was? It's a metaphor. Okay. So think about teaching, right? What goes into the bottle? We're all drinking wine, right? Have well, a sip. If we can call this Have a sip. Go back to my. I'm not cheers. Again. Cheers. This is ridiculous. I don't even want this. This is. But thank you for bringing it. <laughs> <laughs> like this morning, the Romanian. Can you just give your taste buds a. So. Just because it's called wine and in a bottle doesn't make it good, right? It doesn't make it wine either. I'm actually sure we're drinking wine. Is it actually called wine or is it a wine flavored beverage? It's wine drink. (laughs) (laughs) It's not actually even called wine. It's not beverage. Oh, does it have gluten in it? Okay, on the back it says red wine. Okay. Thankfully. I might just burn Peller Family Vineyards to the ground. I think it's communion wine. Like, I think. Like church, oh, so now church we're one. being... Look, I didn't assent to this, consent to this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't record this. This is... An outtake? I did. This is the I intermission? Did. Like, I guess so. This is like where I pressed uh, cut. Well, and, you, and can, you can get the parts of me complaining about the wine. Yeah. Okay, well, 
this fill fulfills all the like curricular requirements for what makes a wine, right? It has grapes in it. It's in a bottle. God, he's really going for this metaphor. Go right? On. This yeah. how format is bad. I'm just saying some teachers show up and just like blindly fill the curriculum with whatever mediocre ingredients that they can bring to the table because they don't care, right? Right. Like the Peller family does not and care. They're grapes right. from all over the place and they're black fruit. Yeah. And that's it, black fruit. Name your fruit. There's only one black fruit. It's a blackberry. And they might even there is win no other black fruit. a teaching Pearl's award. Purple. Because this, this wine has over 50 years and four generations. Well, that's not true. Well, has Canada says, even been around for four generations? Can you have four generations packed into 50 years? No. Like, well, like very young parents? Like. Four generations implies 400 years. Yeah, even if you're having these kids at 18, yeah. that's like 36. Canada has yeah. not been around for 400 years. America. America has not been around 400 years. This is a lie. Did you buy this just to. Where did you get this from? I didn't even think I bought this. You didn't do the math. Are you sure? This was mine. 100%. Okay, dear unless, listeners. Unless Evan brought it. Yeah. I brought Peller family wine to Wine and Fire. Smooth, Because I didn't bring biological, organic Italian wine and a Romanian wine, which some taste buds aren't God, you like delighted the Romanians. By. No, I'm going to say I liked it, but you I can appreciate like it. Like are that, offended by my dislike. That Romanian wine was like Nomadland. But look how much fun the Doesn't people... Mean I liked it. Like, the people on this <laughs> label are really having a good time. It's not even called wine. Listeners, it's called Cabernet Merlot. There's no mention of wine on the bottle. Wine drink. <laughs> you said it was called red this wine. This is legally called wine drink. Good Lord. Uh, well, hopefully we can finish it quickly. Now, question for you. Mm-hmm. If you hadn't seen the bottle and you just sipped the wine, what would you think? It's a wine? Yeah, like, I don't know, it's a wine. Yeah. It's not great. No real flavor profile, it's just red wine. Would you consider it smooth, medium-bodied, fruity richness? Uh, Definitely not medium-bodied. It tastes... richness. Nope. Tastes more like water. It's, It's actually... Most like grape juice, mm. I would think. I don't know how many times you can look at a bottle that only says like four things yeah. on it. And the hell? Seeking a finer detail. I thought it was. This. I think this was the one that was six ninety nine. I might have been wrong. <laughs> can we? Um. Question: Would you have preferred that I brought? Jackson Triggs. At this point, yes. Okay. Um, can we petition your listeners for, like, wine donations? <laughs> for the next episode? Like, you want good episodes, we need good wine. Absolutely. None so of this listeners. Peller family shit. Yeah. Okay. I was pushing it with the metaphor. And they can uh, lead us to join us for this wine tasting if they are the ones bringing the wine. Ooh. <laughs> no matter... How bizarre an individual, how uh, beautiful you might be. We accept people. We accept people of all kinds. Because yeah. mm-hmm. that's what we are. Exactly. We're all just people. Provided you show up at the door with two balls of wine, you're in. 
Is there a requirement for like the kinds of wine that are brought or Um yeah, not Peller family. Not Jackson Triggs. Okay, you're you're I'm running out of options here, Evan. <laughs> There's only so many Canadian. What do you uh, go to? The here. Canadian wine store? The maybe Canadian wine store? We're not even sure where this is from. Yeah. This one's like fully Canadian. Four parts of Canada were gone into this. I don't think grapes are even grown in Nova Scotia. But here we are. Can you grow rubs? Go. <laughs> can you grow grapes in Nova Scotia? Well, this, the Peller family thinks you can. Look at how but much also, fun they're having. It also says international. Yeah. Hey, yeah, just so you know, they're having fun because this might make us go blind. They can't see anything. They're just like, oh, <laughs> where are we? This could be us in five minutes. Okay, but I bet the Peller family is loaded. Unfortunately, yeah. They're obviously not teachers. We need to do like an, some investigative journalism on this wine. We do. But what if we get too deep and we're actually, like, killed by the wine mafia? <laughs> the Peller family? We got too close yeah. to the Peller family. They want us to find out their secrets. <laughs> we can go look the at vineyard. their website. They have a website. Our investigation... That's a front. Our investigation leads us deep into the heart of, like, seedy Quebec underworld. <laughs> hey, how do you spell vineyard? V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D. No, okay, that yeah, right. that's they how they spelled right. it, yeah. Oh, they spelled vineyard, right? Yeah. Well, well done. But does wine have an H in it? <laughs> oh well i'm just gonna finish this quickly so this is like the kind of wine you drink straight from the bottle just this is i mean actually do you have any sprite because this wine would go really well with sprite right. oh my God. it's like michael scotch who wants or michael scott who wants his scotch with sprite and splenda <laughs> uh, you've done this, haven't you? You've done the Sprite wine, haven't you? Uh, what do you call that? A spritzer? No, well, a white wine. Would you put like club guess, soda or something I, with no flavor in it? Like you don't put Sprite in there, do you? No, well, a tr- okay, I don't know. I actually have never had a white wine. Or a red wine spritzer, but yeah, I imagine it's just like club soda. What about mulled wine? Would you make mulled wine with this? You oh, could, yeah, easy, absolutely. Yeah. Just a little cinnamon, cloves, cloves, yeah, orange, orange, hundred percent, and it would be delightful. You know what? You are a chef. Let's mull this. Let's mull this wine, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I have a teacher friend who, <laughs> who makes mulled wine. What? And he probably well, I mean, it's not hard. You just put. Red wine, cinnamon, cloves, orange on a stove, and let it just mull for well, hours. Let's we put this a, cap back on. Give it to that teacher friend. Well, I got a wife friend who does the exact same thing. Mm. Yeah. Do you mean a, mom, just a mom, wife? That's or? her name, by the oh. way. Her <laughs> name on this show is Mom, and mom. Uh, yeah, she does mold wine every Christmas. I love it. Does she do it on July? 27th? Yeah, no, never happened in July. Always the opposite side of the year. So what would, like, Sprite and wine be? What would you call that? Sprite and wine. Or Sprite. Probably call it Sprite. Sprite and red you know, wine. You know what I was going to bring for us all? I was actually going to do this. I was going to bring for us all the ingredients for a Campari spritz in honor of Italy, who... Mm. Bang. 
one. It's not hard. It's it's Prosecco, Club Soda, and just Campari. Mm. It's a delightful aperitif. Campari is. It's a bitter aperitif. Um, you ever had Aperol? No. Okay. Um, it's 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 yeah. It's it's just kind of a bitter liqueur. Mm. Um, it doesn't really taste like. I don't think there's like a reference point for it. I don't know, maybe like red licorice. Like if you could put like red licorice mm. in a drink and make it like more bitter and less sweet. Oh. Maybe that's a reference point, but I'm not doing it it's justice. It's like a weird cause... martini. This is starting to sound like. like... No, because martinis, gin, or vodka. That's it. Just put a Twizzler in it. Could you <laughs> drink it through a Twizzler? Do you even care about this anymore? Like, cool, have man. you given up? <laughs> You okay. Well, in case you were curious, you would call it a, a sangria. Well, that's not true at all. One bottle, inexpensive red wine, which I brought. <laughs> Two cups of chilled Sprite and fruit. Sangria. Well, Sherry drinks sangria all the time. Wow. But I, Sprite, really? I don't know. That's, yeah, no, he's right. It is Sprite. Yeah. Yeah. Sangria. I thought we were. Oh. At, I thought we were well, in sangria. Never mind. You're you're absolutely right because you said it's Sprite. You're it absolutely right. He's you right. win. He's right. Well, How would you? Why, why would, why would I know? you know? Yeah. Because I've drank my fair share of sangria. So who would have known that I was more cultured than you? Yeah, this guy, man, his <laughs> Beaujolais and Romanian wine thinks he's all that. Chevalier de Dionysus. <laughs> but I did forget to bring any Sprite, so I apologize for that. Well, I brought soda. You all want to put soda in this? Maybe it'll go down smoother. <laughs> I saw your grimace. Yeah. Don't no, even. That's my discerning that, look. That was not discerning. That was like this no, my is grimace disgusting. was that Romanian. Like, oh my god. Okay, look. I'll Am admit. Am I going to get to the end? The Romanian wasn't the. <laughs> Would you like to smell the bottle cap? <laughs> wasn't the grimace? <laughs> Steve Martin, the Muppet movie original. Uh, anyway. It wasn't the greatest, but uh, it had flavor. It was like Nomadland. I appreciated it. Mm. Didn't like it, but I appreciated it. Actually, wasn't bad. Look, it was fifteen percent off at Market Wines. So that's a big discount. So I was like, "Hellsy, yeah, I'll take that." Yeah, this yeah. was six ninety nine. So okay, that Romanian one was like fifteen ninety nine. Fifteen percent off. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Rip off. That Beaujolais was the exact same price. By the way. Fifteen. Yeah. Sixty. Yeah, not bad. Again, <laughs> I was looking for the sticker price. Mm. Yeah. But that Beaujolais was sitting heavy in my mind as I like walked by, and I remembered your little speech. Because I inceptioned you. You totally did, man. And can anyone argue that it wasn't great? That's a good way to kick it off. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of it like seems what, so long ago now. It's like what we ask our students to be: just be yourself. <laughs> just be yourself, and we'll love you for who you are. See, that some of your you students are going to show up with the Peller Family Vineyards wine. <laughs> are they going to feel welcome in your classroom? When they bring that for a gift. If I got that as a gift. <laughs> oh, fuck. I smash it on the desk in front of them. Point I'd the probably just. Glass at them. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me? I wouldn't go as extreme. I'd probably just open the twist cap. What's just dump it out in front of them. <laughs> like, just, well, what is that? But you say know. something like, this is for my homies, like, just to make them feel okay. He's got, like, red insects all over this place. Yeah, yeah spiders. Baby spiders. I don't like it. 
They're just baby spiders. They help the world. I killed one. <laughs> mm. I didn't mean to, but the the blood is on the sheet there. Dang. I like the baby spiders just because mm. they're the good guys, right? Ever since going to Australia <laughs> no, to no. work as a teacher, mm. uh, kind of gave me a different perspective on not just teaching, but on uh, insects. Do you know the spiders <laughs> aren't nearly as dangerous as they say in Australia? Like, on average, only two people a year die from, like, yeah. spiders or snakes. Because oh, they're that's all tourists. All? Because they all know how to deal with dangerous <clears throat> animals. It's behavior. Yeah. The same way we walk around in the Kadanaskis ringing bells and doing things that any normal human wouldn't do. They're like, yeah, don't stick your hands you. where you can't see. Yeah. Don't, right? Yeah. There's a certain lifestyle to it where they yeah. live safely. Nope, I'm good. Yeah, fill it right to the top. <laughs> Just let it go. No, but honestly, that that's is one. That's that's one you drink right from the bottle. That's one that's on a table at a wedding, and you're like, "Yep, right from the neck." I wanted to bring us down a notch, you know, like Why I are wanted we so pretentious? us to be in the gutters a little bit because sometimes that's where you have to be. I agree. That's true. Yeah. That's where we're the most real. I, you know what? I fake yeah. it. I try to bring us up here. We're not Romanian Pinot Noir people. Come on, we're Peller Family Vineyards that's people. Right. Is what we are. Merlot all day. <laughs> The, just, just Cabernet Merlot, <laughs> which I've never ever heard before. But anyway, it's a blend. It's a blend. I'll bet it is. I'll bet it is. Cabernet Merlot. You should. Mm. This just should be like we should actually literally just have one devoted to wine. To be honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that starting right now? Is that what's happening right now? Or are you talking about future episodes? Oh, probably future. We don't have enough wine to. Talk about this. I mean, I've got enough knowledge. Well, the future episode where everyone brings a bottle of wine we request. I like that. And then we all drink <laughs> so much wine. Are you gonna, are you gonna have yeah. the party? I think so. Okay, I'm Can in. We do it. Can we do it? I'm in. You here? I should be. Okay. What's the date? August 13th. Everyone takes off. August 20th, 21st. Everyone's back. So I gotta do it between that little window. Okay. Yeah. I was just thinking uh, we should do it up large. I'm in. Invite everybody and uh, the Just, price you know, of admission is the bottle of wine. On, well, on regular nights, I only drink like vodka sodas with lime <laughs> because I just try to minimize my caloric intake. Oh my God. You know. Does wine have lots of calories? Hells yeah. Oh shit. And have you also noticed how whenever we have wine, we have wicked massive hangovers? You ever notice that? Mm. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Vodka soda. Well, I mean, obviously it is. I mean, so this was like a labor of love. There's always a sense of pride when I wake up in the morning. I'm like, God, Sherry, I can't do anything today. Just fucking spoon me all day. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> what can I do, right? It's funny. Uh, Barkley's going to school tomorrow, and we drop her off at like 6.30. And I was like, Sherry, can you drop Barkley off at school tomorrow? She's like, yeah, what? You going to the gym? I just looked at her. She's like, oh, right, yeah, you'll be hungover. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, sure, I'll drive. I'm like, yeah, I will. That's good planning. Yeah, that's pretty nice, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm a little nervous. I think I made plans of some sort for tomorrow. Never make plans after... It's just, yeah, that's uh, fucking amateur. Well, and there wasn't even a fire, just wine. It's fucking amateur hour if you made plans. That's on you. I have a chiropractor appointment at 6.30. A.M.? No, P.M. Okay, well, that's... I think I'll be okay for by that. By that time, you'll be fine. This is where we devolve into chaos. This is like when 
<laughs> you don't have your lesson plan. <laughs> That's right. You leave the room to photocopy something for five <laughs> minutes. I didn't realize you had so many tattoos. Did you get more? Oh, some of these are new. Yeah. They're newer than... All I knew is that you had the yeah. Kermit one. Is it Kermit? Not quite Kermit, but... Just a frog. Okay. Same species. That's actually all I knew. What's that one? It's a sparrow. Because... There's a special providence in the fall of a sparrow. Okay. Who that? That's Hamlet, but... Okay. Um, I knew I wanted a sparrow. And this came up as a flash. Okay. On uh, Instagram. And it's breaking out of its chains, like I know why the cage bird sings. Well, chains can be representative of many things. Connection. But it feels like it's breaking Because it's chain. broken, yeah. Is your tattoo... But broken connections. Broken. Oh Jesus! new? Yeah. Yeah, this guy's like tatted. No, he's fucking tatted more than a prison inmate for Christ's sake. I noticed sake. the one on the back of his leg. Man. Yeah, I know. When did this guy get that? He's got like seven of them. That was recent. Okay, so that one feels very personal. Actually, it was a flash tattoo. I don't know what that is. Oh, flash is when the tattoo artist has a pre-drawn design oh. and posts it. And so, why did you choose a the flash tattoo? What Why'd you choose like the broken chains? I see. Oh. 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 Okay, yeah. What do you think? What do I think? Oh. Uh, I think it's an iron on. <laughs> no, I real. think you got an iron on. Does that come off after like six washes? Yeah, no. Way. He's just going to take a shower and then that's it. No, like, it's, it's, it's real. really it's well a real done. Tattoo. But why the broken it's a beautiful chains? tattoo. Well, okay. I just. Yeah. That's a flash tattoo with the chains, or you were like, no. No, the chain was part of it. Chain was part of it, and okay. I like the chain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But why? What's the well, word? what's it mean? Okay, so it was a. Is this a tattoo episode now? Hey, welcome to the Hell of Calgary <laughs> podcast. I'm your host, Prophet Esau. I'm here with the other yeah. host. I have no and, tattoos. Uh, no tattoo. But I would get one. We'll talk <laughs> you after. The no tattoos. Do you have a rapper? You should have a anyway. <laughs> and yourself, yeah, infectious clearly. Yeah. Yeah. He's with he's a tatted. Name like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You have tribal, right? Just like the neck down, right? And then down to my hands. I like it sticking out like, oh, on my sleeves. Do my three teardrops count? Um, in prison. <laughs> For every man I've killed? <laughs> counts okay. in prison, all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. So you have the full. So. I would love it. Also, is there a hair on your arm that like won't go away? <laughs> it's been bugging me. Just what are you talking about? Oh, just, just yeah, you get those weird anomaly right. pubes growing out of your arm. Oh, that's a halo. Okay. <laughs> No, I see it now. When I got closer, I literally thought there was a stray hair, and I'm like, this hair is bugging me. I'm a Oh, wow, really? No, it's meant to be very faded. Because yeah, you're... No, I can see the hair. It is faded, yes. No, it's meant to be, like, that light. That makes sense. So it's yeah. dark, like, because your top... Mm -hmm. The top of your shirt was covering it. I only saw the bottom part. Oh, of you thought it was just a little hair. Yeah, and I got jealous, because having no hair... I abhor anyone with hair. So. And here I am just losing you, stray hairs. Fuck you. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you a story. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, tell the story. He's got a halo now. Yeah. And a broken chain. Okay, I'll tell you the story then. Um, it was, it's an eating disorder awareness tattoo. Okay. Yeah. And so it was, there was an event, like a tattoo event. Is there any more bubbly? In the garage. <laughs> World, Wayne's world, party hard. Our time. Excellent. Okay, we're back. Is your laundry done? <laughs> <laughs> totally. 
you're talking about your tattoo. All right, so I, I always knew I wanted a sparrow as a tattoo. Um, and I was, I was on the lookout, so I was like, just checking Instagram. And um, February's Eating Disorder Awareness Week. And so the chain is actually in the shape of the eating disorder recovery symbol. That's okay. Yeah. And so I know so many people who have struggled with eating disorders, yeah. mm-hmm. like so many students yeah. that you don't even know. It's oh, like God, this yeah. silent, untalked about yeah. mental illness. Yeah. And so, and it, it causes so much pain and it's like, it's something that's not really talked about. Like it's rarely ever talked about, um, I find. And as a teacher, uh, in my the years that I've been a teacher, I don't remember really any focus ever. It's it's like kind of a taboo thing. Like, you know, you might suspect that a student uh, suffers from anorexia or bulimia. But it's hard. You don't anymore. Yeah. Like, you, you really, like, I mean, we've heard some names. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, seriously? Yeah. Like, former students we've taught. Yeah. And it came out and we're just like... I would not see this person KI, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you're like, seriously? Yeah. I can. It does make sense. Like when you look at the psychology of a lot of students' situations mm-hmm. and what, what motivates them. Yeah, but why... there was no familial pressure. There was no like, you know what I mean? Like that came out of nowhere. I was But even, I don't know if it was familial yeah. pressure. I don't think it was. I think it was more individual Internal? pressure on themselves. Uh-huh. And I, I, you could see that, like the perfectionist. Do you teach, it's a control thing, right? When AI? things are out of control. Um, turn, turn the, turn the. Yeah, yeah, just a sec. I'm just going to press the. Ah, it's a little late on the get-go. Sorry, you were saying? Well, and I think, like, in classrooms, we tend to, like, avoid these subjects. Like, not that they should be the main topic of discussion, but I had a student, actually, this term, that I got this tattoo, who whose final creative project was about it. Jesus, I'm not laughing at your about story. About their so recovery. <laughs> it's just, Evan, you're going to be all right. That's so bad. Do you that want is. some Sprite? Like, there's bubblies in the... Damn. There's the bubblies. Do <laughs> <laughs> need more bubblies? No, I got my... This here? It's good, it's good, it's good. Yeah. I'll be fine. Okay, sorry, carry on. But, and I also, I find that, like, the, the extracurriculars that I do t- tend to bring out a lot of students who struggle with eating disorder sure. or any issue that's the thing yeah. like that's why we need these extra like it was through extracurricular we had like a student like literally come out yeah you know what i mean through a yeah. poem and she was worried about it i'm just like well yeah just remember like the poll the speaker and the poet mm-hmm. they're different yeah like if you're worried your parents will assume you can always just say well no this is just the, the speaker I've adopted right. but it's through extracurricular always that how's it going to come up in class yeah. some kid going to be like oi I have an eating disorder and you're like oh well mm-hmm. that sucks yeah. so anyway Ham was talking about suicide but anyway <laughs> right and well strangely like the choice of Sparrow does come from a line from Hamlet like partially there's a special providence in the fall of a sparrow right and he's talking he's, the whole play he's mulling over like the purpose of life and and death and um, and how when it's your time it's your time and death is a an inevitable end for all of us and it's something that we all have in common he says the great equalizer doesn't he 
I don't know if he uses those or exact words, but basically, yep. yeah, that is like, and that is what he talks hmm. about all through the play, right? Alas, poor Yorick, I knew thee well. Like, yeah. and the guy was a jester, yeah. but we all ended up at the same place, a yeah. fucking skull in a, yeah. in a graveyard somewhere. Well, he talks about how, you know, um, we nourish ourselves to feed worms, you know, like yeah. we end up in the earth being eaten by worms. And then, and so that, it's all irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. In the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, it, it all is. Like, you don't get to see the fruits of your labor. Mm-hmm. As a teacher, as anybody, you don't get to see how it all ends. And that's it. You You're... don't get that Truman Show moment nope. <laughs> where you find out how it all ends. You and just... no matter what, it's all the same. Like, you're Saddam Hussein. You're the dictator of a country. You have wealth, riches, mm-hmm. whores of plenty. End of the day, you're just going to die and be the same as the bum who you know collects bottles on the street but like, what if I don't believe that well do right? you think do you that think, drives a lot of people do you a think lot you're gonna, of people do you think you're gonna die and then like well yeah we're then, all slowly dying then we're all the same honest. Then, but, then it's all the same we're but all it's dying it's not it's not it's kind of like do you have a last page to your book that says the end yeah well then we're all the same we're not it's mm-hmm. the book it's what's inside it's that whole story inside that for whatever reason oh right well, but at the same time, you're right. We all end up in the same place with the word "the end" at the end. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. maybe. I hope so. The dash. It, <laughs> we only have two things. We have like 1984 <laughs> yeah. and 2075. Yeah. And those are the two dates. I die and I, I live and I die. And there's a dash. It's what we do in the dash that makes the difference, right? That's our life. Mm-hmm. That little dash. But it's so, yeah. like, I mean. You can go how insignificant that is, and so ultimately significant to the individual experiencing it, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't need a Shakespearean play to kind of elucidate the point. No, no I guess. you don't. You don't. You don't need. But it. he does. I don't know if it's the right point though. It's focusing on the end. It's focusing on yeah. We all end up here. So what's the point, right? Well, at the end. That's all we have. But again, there's a context too. But like it's not true. I mean, remember Hamlet's father has <laughs> not just not just to disagree with Shakespeare, which I like to do. No, but remember Hamlet's father has just <laughs> been killed. Yep. Right, and he's stuck in this like sort of vicious intrigue of like deceit and knowing his uncle killed his father and like just thinking about like what does life actually mean? Like here was this guy who was the king and now he's dead, and here's this jester uh-huh. who is dead and aren't. They the exact same in, no, in, at the end of it. And that scene, that well, scene comes at a time. Well, the the skull scene yeah. comes at a time when, he, like, before he knows that Ophelia has died. Oh, Ophelia! And the sparrow line comes when he's basically accepted death. A little too late because his his hesitancy and his wavering and his like pondering pondering death has. Um, That's right. He was a little bitch. <laughs> he just couldn't make up his mind. We I remember this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed. Anyway, go on. We can... We're allowed to call people little bitches anymore? No, no straight We've up. We've done Hamlet, it twice in this show. Hamlet twice. is... Yeah, it's kind of a story about fucking make up your mind. Like, have a plan and go with it. I, I remember this now. Yeah. It's been a long time since I read Hamlet, by the way. Oh, yeah. No, I, but, uh, I, I read it every, like several times. This this one is also inspired by Hamlet. Okay, well, can you get one inspired by R plus J? Yeah, sure. Stand up. No, stand this is up. the episode on tattoos, by the way, so <laughs> show us what we're talking about here. What's on the back of the leg? Can you see it? 
It's a hand holding a bunch of flowers. Oh, that's Ophelia. And it's sticking out of the water. Yeah. That should have. And she's got a snake tattoo. That's dead Ophelia. That's really weird. You got a tattoo of a hand with a tattoo on her hand. Can I see? Ophelia? Yeah, it's dead Ophelia, isn't it? Yeah. Tell me about dead Ophelia. That's really good. It's actually really well done. That's a great tattoo. I love it. I just wish. It's on my couch, listeners. I'm a little bit uh, insulted that uh, Prophet and I didn't. Knows much about your tattoo. Like, did you get these done? Oh, since? I thought you were gonna say that our faces aren't tattooed on the other. You never cast. asked. Like, did you not? Did, when did you get these done? Like, within the last like two months. Like, this we one saw was you. April. Oh, this shit's recent. Yeah. Okay, so that was after. Oh, you're going through something. Huh? <laughs> Are you in a midlife crisis? It must be. Totally I am. The only answer. I haven't For seen sure. your car yet, but it must be nice. No. Yeah. No, it's not. I drove here today. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not, but, uh, but thank you for but getting me here. It's on par with the wine we're drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bottle of wine actually came with the car, so. Yeah. <laughs> Great deal. Great deal. <laughs> so, okay, so I think tattoos are interesting because this frog tattoo that I have, which I got in my teen years. Like, honestly, you must have been 12. I was a teenager, right? <laughs> It was like Lion King, Frog, Lion King. I just, I love symbolism, you yeah. know? I love the kind of the malleability of it, right? So that's why I wasn't, I didn't, I don't necessarily like to come right out and say that this is a eating disorder awareness tattoo because it could mean anything. A chain can symbolize many things and so can a sparrow, right? It could, yes. However, if someone's going to ask you about it, which they inevitably will, yeah. You'll tell them. Yeah, I just did. Exactly. Uh, you didn't yeah. explain the halo part. Why the halo? Is it just part of the design? So for the people who die from it's eating like, disorders? Well, actually, I don't know 100%. Because I didn't design it, right? Yeah, I yeah. just picked it. And I didn't ask. So, And I didn't want to ask. Um, for me, it was part of it was just sort of the synchronicity of the moment. You know, I was scrolling on Instagram, and this was there. And it was available. And I had the impulse... It's a bid on it. Are you a badass? You're a crazy motherfucker, huh? <laughs> Still being Fuck. impulsive? You remember what he said the first, when he came in from the last podcast? How impulsive he had been that morning? Remember that? I do. Anyway. <laughs> and I was jealous, and you were just like... Oh, because he had had human yeah, sexuality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that <laughs> he a few times, yeah. Earlier. Yeah, a couple times. He brought that up. Yeah, I was like, hey, I taught human sexuality. Was that you the were... second half? Yeah. Might have been the first half. <laughs> I thought it was in the first half. No, it was the first because you were kind of you were kind of lazy, and you came in guns ablaze, and you're like, "I had human sexuality." We're like, "Yeah, okay, you get it." <laughs> well done, you. I I wanked three times, so anyway, it doesn't matter. I think we were talking about no the subject. Nope, we weren't. We were really talking just about oh, well, we're talking about teaching human sexuality. Yes. And I mean that was your excuse for being late, and that's a great excuse. Oh. <laughs> just so you know, I I kept my wanking within time, so. I be, was going to make a comment when you texted you were going to be five minutes late picking him up. I was right there, and I was like, I don't have time to make it. I think it was a joke. I think it was a joke. Nope, you said it many times. It nah, pretty clear. Whatever, yeah, you can pass it off great. as a joke now and well try done. and save some people's you know, <laughs> yeah. reputations. But. I think well if done. we re-listen to that episode, we were talking I about got the it. evidence, baby. I got, we'll listen to it. Don't <laughs> no, you worry. You straight up did it. Yeah. That well, morning. Probably. I mean, maybe. Like... Jen saw that tattoo and was like, shit, shit. can't chain this badge up. <laughs> if that's so. something that's said, I don't know. Do people say that anymore? Oh, oh all the time. <laughs> At least that once a day. day. That was cool. 
I like when you say that. That was cool. <laughs> so, Said no one ever. I think, so the Don't second tattoo, the calf tattoo. Yeah, I like that it. That one has, so that is a custom piece. Okay. Okay. So I actually gave the idea to the tattoo artist, and she it, created it. Does it come from Ophelia and Hamlet? Yeah. Is Hamlet your favorite Shakespeare play? Uh, it's a, it's, it's meaningful to me. Okay. I don't know if I like consider it the best, but yeah, I guess if I had to pick one, probably. Well, that's silly. It should be Roman Juliet. But anyway, I don't like to talk above our listeners, but just for their <laughs> sake, could you just maybe tell us a little bit about Hamlet and why you think it's so special? Okay. So and who the fuck is Ophelia? Oh, Ophelia was Hamlet's... For them, for them. Sure, yeah, not for them. For me. I'm okay. not asking Ophelia... you. I'm saying like for them, oh. who the fuck is Ophelia? Ophelia okay. was Hamlet's yeah. girlfriend. Um, mm-hmm. Hamlet came back from his years away, and Ophelia was yeah. this, this girlfriend. And now I'm not entirely clear. Does he pretend to shun her, and then she goes crazy, or does he straight up shun her? I'm in the sense she dies, and she drowns herself. Herself. Yeah, she dies. Yeah. She straight up drowns herself. Yeah, this tragedy. is this is one of the ambiguities of the play. We don't know if it's purposeful yeah. or not. Yeah. So he he finds out like he's all upset. Just a quick little synopsis. Um, the ghost of the dead king shows up in the middle of the night. His father. Yep. This is Hamlet's father. His name is King Hamlet. Or Mufasa, for those who are listening. Right. Ooh, that's helping. Yeah. yeah. And then we cut to a scene of Hamlet's mother's wedding to, well, not the wedding, but after, the celebration afterwards, to his uncle. That's Scar. So the, the brother of his dead father, mm-hmm. right? Hamlet is understandably upset. He's still dressed in black, mourning his father's death, as he feels he should be. Simba. While everyone else is celebrating the marriage of his mother to his uncle. Now, that didn't happen in The Lion King. Nope. There's a few variations. You told me this was The Lion King. <laughs> it's basically The Lion King. It's also Sons of Not Anarchy. Not that I don't know the story. Carry on. You watch Sons of Anarchy? viewers who don't know. And, Go on. And, and so, keep bringing the analogies oh. in. Um, Go on. Go on. <laughs> don't let me stop you. He's giving you One of his first lines... So... Uh, okay, I'm probably going to mess up the lines here, as I always do, but she comes to him and she says, Hamlet, cast thy nighted colors off. Like, why are, why are, why do the clouds still hang upon you? She says, why are you still so sad? And he says, no, madam, I am too much in the sun. I'm too much in the sun. So he, there's a play on words there. In one way, he's too much son. He's like his father's son. He's his mother's son. He's his uncle's son, right? Mm. But also, he's too aware. He's too aware of what's going on because the sun's symbolizes awareness, right? Like, it's, it sheds light on things. I'm too aware of what's going on. I'm feeling it too much. I know it too much, right? He's too upset about this, right? And uh, anyway, so they're like, Hamlet, get over it. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, and then uh, his buddy comes and says, Hey, Hamlet, the ghost of your father came last night. And he's like, what? The ghost of my father? So... I want to talk to him. Where did he show up? They're like, okay, we'll come show you. He showed up right at midnight. We'll go. He'll talk to you. He wouldn't talk to us, but he'll talk to you. So he, he meets his father's ghost, okay, at midnight. And his father's ghost runs off and he chases him. And, and he tells him that, he tells him like very poetically with lots of imagery that his, he was killed by his own brother. Scar killed me. Yeah. So Claudius, in this case, killed him while he was asleep in his garden. Mufasa. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. And, and he says, like, the word on the street was that a serpent stung him 
in his garden as he slept, and that's why he died. And he says, Hamlet, the serpent that did sting thy father now wears his crown. Right, it's right. scar. But we have that, we have that arch, <laughs> archetypal imagery of the serpent in the garden. Devil. Yeah. Adam yeah. and Eve. Okay. Right. Yeah. And also the first sin. murder. Original sin. Well, that was Cain and Abel, wasn't it? Right. Brother kills a brother. Right? It's true. So, so we have like all this biblical symbolism going on here, right? And so Hamlet's like, what? He killed? What? This, this can't happen. I'm going to do something about it, right? And so he says, I'm going to, and to his friends that are there, he says, you have to swear to everyone, that, swear to me that you won't tell anyone what we saw tonight. I'm going to put on an antic disposition. I'm going to pretend to be crazy so that I can figure out what really happened to my father. Okay, I'm just going to pause you for a second. Mm -hmm. When they... Shakespeare says stuff like an antic disposition. Yeah. That's when I start to... Like, crazy. You go and be like, I'm oh, I crazy. No, now that you've broken it down, I'm like, oh, I wish I had a better teacher. <laughs> but I went to I know. Uh, free-form school that we all didn't went really to, have teachers, so we, all went we to public school. it ourselves. Yeah. Oh, please. I yeah. went to a structured school. I didn't do shit. Yeah, I oh, you write a remix to Macbeth. Why? <laughs> Just do it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Fuck so, you. And Hamlet says, uh, the time is out of joint. Oh, cursed spite that ever I was born to set it right. Hmm. And then you're thinking, wait a second. Earlier in the scene, he said that the world is an unweeded garden that grows to seed. And now he's the one who has to put the garden back in order, right? If the world is a garden, who's the gardener? He is the gardener. God is the gardener. But in Hamlet saying he's the gardener? Exactly. He's saying God has abandoned this ship. It's on me to set it right now. Yeah. Oh, he's saying God abandoned. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's an unweeded garden, right? Oh, cursed spite that ever I was born to set it right. Yeah. So that's a lot of weight to take on your shoulders, right? And so he's... Well, it's, I mean, he thinks it's his to take on. That's what he thinks. I mean... It's a burden, right? And so, anyway, so he puts on an antic disposition. Ophelia is his love interest at the time. Uh, his, her mother, her father tells her to avoid Hamlet because uh, she's not nobility, like... Polonius, her father, is the Lord Chamberlain. He's the advisor to the king, but he's not on par with him. So therefore, his daughter can't really marry the prince, right? Okay. So he's telling her, stay away from Hamlet because you can't marry him. And plus, you're just going to look, it's going to end poorly. You're going to make me look bad. So Polonius is like Zazu and um, <laughs> Ophelia is like Nala. <laughs> and her Help brother. Again, Zazu and Nala the are bird. the. Zazu's the bird. Oh, the advisor's scar, uh -huh. okay. right? And then um, Nala's the the girl line. Who are the hyenas? Sorry, 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 sorry. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. The weeds, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and Laertes, who is Ophelia's brother, is going back to university, and he tells her the same thing. He says, "Can't trust Hamlet. He's young. He might be in love now, but he's just trying to get some action. Like he's all about." He's, he's, he's going to tell you he loves you, but you've got to treat it as it's not a permanent thing. It can't be, right? So both of them are telling Ophelia, stay away from Hamlet. Her father actually prohibits her from talking to Hamlet. Right. So there's this pressure, right? There's this tension. Yeah, tension. <laughs> you love that. Oh, I love tension. <laughs> the first act that Hamlet does to show his antic disposition is to walk into the room where Ophelia is. He's got his hair messed up. His socks are around his ankles. His suspenders are off. He's totally disheveled. He grabs her by the wrist and he shrieks. And then he leaves the room walking backwards without ever taking his eyes off of her. 
We don't actually get to see this scene. We hear Ophelia telling her father this. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Cool. Why does he think that like going crazy is uh, exactly the best way to I don't get? Know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, first of all, he thinks he doesn't know if he can trust the ghost. It could be an evil spirit. Hmm. So, but why are we going anyway? It's all exactly. messed up. So like, he's using her. But going crazy anyways is a terrible idea because how is that going to make the ghost prove its genuine yeah. self? Well, the logic is to get Claudius to admit his guilt. And by acting crazy... So he wants crazy, to admit this craziness on Claudius' well, craziness. I think by acting crazy, you can... Bring people up the will say things around you, right? If they don't think you've got your senses there, they will admit things that they wouldn't admit to someone who they think is sane. It's like why I get drunk so often. I just want to learn secrets. <laughs> exactly. I get drunk so much, I just want to learn what everyone's thinking, you motherfuckers. Right. <laughs> and then you wake and up. And then you forget like, it. What were we talking about? <laughs> oh, no. And then it's all recorded. I write it all on my arm. <laughs> yeah. So it's this big stain on your bed in the morning? It's real bad, yeah. I'm just like, oh, one, two, three. <laughs> Smudged What your the pillow. actual fuck was that? Yeah. So Ophelia comes to tell her dad this. And her dad says, oh, no. I've messed up. Ophelia, I told you to reject him. You've rejected him. And now he's gone crazy. I didn't realize he was so in love with you. Now he's crazy. Right? And so they go and they tell... Uh, the king and queen this. And well, like, maybe oh that's why he's doing it, is to prove that this is driving him insane yeah. and that he truly loves her. Maybe, maybe right? Well, he's also doing it. He, all he wants, really, is for Claudius to admit he killed his father. Yeah. That's all he wants. He wants to feel good about what he's doing. He wants to be self-assured, right? And so he, he does this to Ophelia. And like, Ophelia literally, like, he just, he's actually just playing with Ophelia. Like, yeah. the worst part is he's basically using her as, like, a tool to get to his objective. He, so you got some woman who's being used as a tool on the back of your leg? Hold on, we're not sorry, there yet. Sorry, sorry. We're on. not there yet. Okay, sorry. so Ophelia... This is kind of the guy who buys Teller wines. Ophelia <laughs> trusts her father. This is all very complicated. Go she on. obeys her father. Okay. She's like, okay, no, thank you, Dad. I obey you. I will reject Hamlet. You're right, okay? She does so. And then he's like, Ophelia, what have you done? Did you reject him? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, you told me I, you told me to reject him. Of course I rejected him. He's like, oh, no, that's made him crazy now. Mm-hmm. Let's go tell his parents. <laughs> right? And, and then so he goes to tell his parents, Hamlet's parents, like his uncle and his mother. Why would, he, why would that be the conclusion you draw? But oh, okay. Because he came to her and he shrieked, right? Well, why would you tell her parents? Like, why is that a... Because they want to know why he's acting weird. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, so they go tell his parents, and they're like, oh, here's what we should do then. We need to observe Hamlet. So I'm like, Ophelia, I want you to go walk in the, in the courtyard or in the room. And then Hamlet's going to come to you. We're going to hide and watch your conversation with him so we can figure out if that's why he's actually crazy. We want to get to the bottom of this. Hmm. And so Ophelia's like, okay, okay. If you tell me to, I'll do this, right? Like, I just want to help Hamlet. I love Hamlet, and I trust you. And I want to do what's right. So Hamlet comes there, and that's the famous nunnery scene where he says, Get, get thee, thee to a nunnery. Yeah, get thee to a nunnery. Uh, he basically calls her a, a whore. Okay. He, like, insults her. He says, he says that he never loved her. And, uh, like, she comes, she says, I have all these letters that you gave me that I want to give back to you. Like, I never gave you those. Why is he being so low? He says, I loved you once. She said, well, you made me think I loved you. He says, I loved you not. Hmm. Right? 
And then that's when he does his famous to be or not to be speech, like right before he sees her. And then, so they witness this and they, they say, oh, Ophelia, her dad is convinced now that she's the cause of his madness. And Claudius is like, I'm not so sure, right? And so they get his buddies, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, to come in and kind of spy on him as well. Timon oh. and Pumbaa. <laughs> and oh. Hamlet admits to them that he's, he's not crazy all the time. He's like mad only north by northwest. What's that mean? Only when, uh, when the wind blows north to northwest. When the wind blows south, I know a hawk from a handsaw, which is actually another saying. It's like not, not always. Like, he's not always what crazy. What's going on? Yeah. What? He's like, so he's like, hey, Rosencrantz, Guildenstern, I'm actually not. By the way, I'm not crazy. Yeah. He's like, I know you were sent for. I know they sent, I know you're spies. And he's like, you've been sent to a prison. Denmark is a prison. The whole world is a prison. And I'm not crazy all the time. Only when the wind blows north by northwest, right? Which is the name of a show, I think, or something, or maybe um, a book. Alfred Hitchcock's yes. North by Northwest. Yeah, from Hamlet. Which is okay. fucking amazing. I still haven't seen it. What? When did it come out? I'm just joking. Oh my God, I hate uh, you. And so, so all these people are spying on him, and then guess what? These players come into town. These actors, this troupe of actors, comes in, and so Hamlet gets the idea. He's like, "Here's what I'm going to do: is I'm going to ask these actors to play a scene exactly like the murder of my father." And if they do that, and I watch Claudius, and he reacts poorly, I'll know that he killed my father, and then I'll be sure of it, and then I can kill him and take my revenge. Then I'll be sure. Oh. So they do that, and he does react poorly, and everything, like the shit hits the fan. This didn't happen in the Lion King. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Claudius is overwhelmed by guilt. He goes off into the, the chapel, and he's praying. Okay? Like he's sitting there praying and he's like, he's, he's, he's torn because he's like, I, I feel so guilty. I killed my brother. I married his wife and I want to be forgiven. However, I don't want to give up all that I've gained for killing my brother. And he says, can I be forgiven yet still keep the benefits of my sin? That's like having your cake and eat it too. Exactly. Mm. Y'all can't do that. And Hamlet sees this. And you Hamlet, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and and then Hamlet is there the whole time. And he sees it. He's he's about to kill him. He this says, "Yes, problem. he's in a church. I'll kill him now. I'll revenge my father. I'll avenge my father's death." Right. And then he says, "Wait a second. And then he goes to heaven. I'm going to kill him in the middle of praying for forgiveness? Kill him and send him directly to heaven? No way. It's like doing him a favor. <laughs> this guy needs to go to hell. I need to kill him when he's in the middle of doing something sinful. Because he killed my father before he had a chance to repent. In fact, his father even said that he was killed in the blossom of his sin. He did not have the opportunity to be forgiven for his sins before he was killed, which is why he was doomed to walk the night. It was his purgatory to walk off his sins. What was Whereas, his father's sin? Being human, we're all sinners. That's a weird belief, by the way. I am a sinner. Yeah, it's weird. Well, it shows up in so much literature with this yeah. idea of walking the earth, to walk off your sins, and yeah. it's just... Charles also Dickens, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dickens, yeah. yeah. There's also the idea about like killing someone in church, too. It's like, you don't do that. Well, and here's that. the irony. I mean, honestly, you're just like, well, uh -huh. shit, I... This guy, doesn't, he deserves to die, but I can't yeah. kill him in church, can I? Yeah, the morality. Because that'd be so bad. Yeah. So, yeah, if so God, he's like... If God even exists. So Hamlet walks away. 
that's for another episode. Hamlet, <laughs> Hamlet walks away. Is God dead? That somebody oh, already man. asked that question, didn't that's they? That's a pretty good one. Oh, so it's not is God dead? It's God is dead. Yikes! Whoa, well, you're gonna drop that one. That's so where you're gonna start. Yeah, that's wow. what was. That's for another time. Interesting. Hamlet. So Hamlet decides not to kill Claudius because he wants to truly punish him for murdering his father, or that's what he says, right? And after Hamlet leaves, that's when Claudius says, um, "My words fly up, my thoughts remain below." Word, ooh, words that. Oh, Thoughts without wings really never remember. to heaven go, right? And Can we trust this guy? And what he's saying I is... Do. I don't know any better. <laughs> what he's saying is, I didn't pray, therefore I'm not forgiven. Which means he still has his sins on him. Which means that if Hamlet had killed him then, he would have gone to hell by that logic, yep. right? Yep. So ironically, this is Act 3, Scene 3, the moment of crisis, when Hamlet could have killed him right there, avenged his father's death, sent him to hell, and then... <laughs> Go make up with Ophelia, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't happen. So he goes to talk to his mother, who's upset, understandably, right? And he starts talking to his mother, and, and he starts getting angry with her, right? And this is where he says, I've got to be cruel to be kind, which is in a song. You heard that song? Cruel like to Ophelia? be kind Cheap in trick. the right measure, right? Oh, wow. Cruel to be kind. I don't know a that very one. Good sign. Yes, you do. Cruel to be kind means that I love you, baby. Right. But right before that, here's what Polonius does. Polonius is Ophelia's dad. Okay. He says, like before Hamlet's there, to Gertrude, Hamlet's mother, he says, I'm going to hide behind this curtain and I'm going to watch Hamlet talk to you to see what's going on here. Right? And why does Polonius even want to do that? Honestly? He likes like, doing that. I don't know. He likes a, to sneak around. He's a sneaky curd. So... Hamlet gets angry at his mother. Polonius, this is an episode of Jerry Springer, being honest. <laughs> Polonius like. thinks that Hamlet's going to kill Gertrude, so he, he calls out for help. He says, help, 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 or something like that. That's not the words he uses, right? And Hamlet says, oh, a rat. He thinks it's Claudius behind the curtain. So what does he do? He stabs the curtain, kills Polonius. And when he discovers that it's Polonius, he's like, oh, well, I guess you talked a little too much. You know, I guess you won't be talking as much as you used to. <laughs> and, uh, and he kind of makes light of the death, but here's the significance of it. He just killed Ophelia's father. Mm -hmm. Ophelia already blames herself for Hamlet's madness. Now she blames herself for Hamlet's madness and the death of her father. Her lover has now killed her father, and it's all her fault. Only because she was good and kind and generous and wanted to help. Isn't Ophelia, like, become the idea of the archetype of, like, the battered woman? Is everything all right at home? Well, no, it's not all right at home. With her? <laughs> no. No, I was talking about you. But oh, anyway, you got it on your leg. I was just a bit concerned. No. She is, to me, in that play, the only glimpse of uh, goodness in humanity. Because yeah, everyone okay. else in that play is only all about themselves. Except for Rose and Silk. Clance and Gildenstern. Yeah, yeah, they, they have a play written about so they them. Yeah, I was going to say, so they show up in Hamlet just briefly. Or are they there for most They're of They're kind of side characters. Because the next part of the play, Claudius is like, okay, uh, it's, it's over. He knows I did it. Like, he directed that play. He knows I killed him. Uh, he just killed Polonius. He thought Polonius was me. i got to do something about this. I'm going to send him to England with Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. And I'm going to write a letter 
that when they open it, when he gets into England, it's going to say, kill, kill Hamlet now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so they catch him. They catch Hamlet because he's running away. They send him to England with Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. While they're on the ship, pirates invade the ship. Hamlet escapes. But before he does that, he opens the letter and he reads it. And he sees that he's being sent to his death. So what does he do? He writes a new letter. But only this time, he changes it to kill the bearers of this letter. And that's Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yeah. And there's a play by Tom Stoppard yeah. called Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which takes... So that's Tom Stoppard. Yeah. yeah. It has nothing to do with Shakespeare. Well, it's on the... Except it, for that, it's a character. It, yeah. it takes the characters... Oh and like removes them almost from Hamlet entirely and tells their story without like Hamlet or without the the the, the preconceptions which was made into a movie with Gary Oldman and Johnny Depp no uh, no that's great Uh, that's uh what's Eden Gilbert great that's DiCaprio Gary Oldman Gary Oldman and the guy from Pulp Fiction Honey Bunny or Bunny Wunny what Tom, oh. what's his name? Oh, Sam Jackson. No, so, no, anyway. no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, from Die Hard. Yeah, who are you talking about? Bruce Willis? No, 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 no. Uh, that's Honey Bunny. I love you, Honey Bunny. No, 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 I love um, you, I know, Pumpkin? The, the Pumpkin. English guy. The yeah. English guy. Tim Roth. Who's in Tim Roth. Yeah, Tim Roth. Yeah, so Tim Roth and Gary Oldman play Rosencrantz and Guildenstern in the movie. One time, just yeah. I want to tell a story because it's relevant. Mm-hmm. I was in uh, Scotland, Edinburgh, in August. Uh-huh. And unbeknownst to me, it was the... Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So I show up, and it's this fucking party. Like, the the streets of Edinburgh, the the high street is just lined with, like, acts and, and like, comedy shows and, like, buy tickets for this thing. So I'm just like, well, fuck it, I'm here. I may as well go. Ended up buying tickets to see a Polish troupe uh, play Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. No way. In the Edinburgh Films Festival. So in, in English. Uh-huh. So like these guys with like <laughs> Polish accents what? playing Tom Stopper's play Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. It was wow. pretty fucking cool nice. to be able to like be there and be like, I like because I'd read the play in university mm-hmm. and here I am just watching this Polish troupe put on this English play. Wow. That was amazing. That anyway. is really cool. Hmm. I'd love to see that. Well, Come back to 2007 with me. We'll go to Edinburgh. We'll drink a lot and we'll watch uh-huh. some uh, Rosencrantz and Gillisern are dead. You're yeah. in. I'll yeah. invite you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, Hamlet escapes and comes back. But in the meantime, Laertes, Ophelia's brother, comes back pissed off because his dad is dead. And nothing's been done about it. Like, his dad is dead, and there's been no funeral. He doesn't know how he died. All he knows is that his father's funeral was not announced. And so he comes in, he gets a whole bunch of people, and he storms the castle. And he holds a, a sword up to Claudius, and he's ready to kill the king if he doesn't get answers about his dead father. And Claudius is like, oh, Laertes, relax, right? Uh... I did not kill your father, but I know who did. And it's right that you should get your revenge. I'll help you do that. Right? And uh, absolutely. But then Ophelia, we find that she has 
in some ways fallen apart under this guilt that she's been bearing because she blames herself because she's done nothing but be uh, trusting and generous and kind and loving and all it's brought her is the betrayal by her lover and the death of her father basically all the men in her life use her and the women to too because Gertrude was there too right like every she is the lone flower in this weed of gardens this garden of weeds yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> and she comes and she has a scene with it's a heartbreaking scene especially when it's played by Kate Winslet in the movie with Laertes where she's giving him all these flowers she lists all these flowers rosemary <clears throat> daisies pansies rue right and she said, I would give you violets, but they all withered when my father died. And, and then she sings a song, and she goes away. And that's the last we see of her. And Laertes is enraged and saddened by the death of his father and the state that he sees his sister in. And the next we hear of Ophelia is Gertrude describing her death, where she was creating a wreath of flowers, and she went into the stream... And she floated there for a while, like a mermaid, before she went under and met her watery death. Oh, and that's why in your tattoos she's carrying that's flowers. She's, yeah, yeah. Collection of flowers. Yes. I see. So yeah. why did you choose that Yeah, that's image? my next logical question. <laughs> what is happening here, man? That is a long, tragic story. It is. Well, it's but not the end of the story. It's the end of her story, I guess, right? Why do you have her story on because your leg? Because that is the... To me, that's the... The whole soul of that play is Ophelia. I think if you're going to get it... Like, well, there's a lot of... what does that say, though? The soul dies yeah. before even it's a world of five. It's a world of corruption. Right? She... The rest of the people are, like... Have all given in to their... Primal impulses, right? Their selfishness, their their need for revenge, for their own self-gratification, for their own uh, reputations, right? And she's the one person who was above all that. And because it's such a rotten world, she had no place in it. And water, we've talked about the symbolism of water, is also a purifier. It, it brings death, it brings life, it brings rebirth. So in her death, it's brought in that purity to the play. There's no good left in the play because she's gone right so <laughs> look it's a tragedy yeah. everyone on the stage dies at uh -huh. the end yeah so where is even the purity seen her death is the only tragedy like if, if we're talking about like uh, a death to be sorry that it happened it's hers everyone else but brought their death the... on themselves right. yeah. yeah even Gertrude oh Gertrude's a bitch not a little bitch. She's a straight bitch. <laughs> well, we don't know exactly her whole role in this, but... Can you see Simba's mom running away with Scar? <laughs> no, you can't. It's, it's illogical, right? But if they were going to base it on that whole story, why wouldn't they add all those elements? Because it's Disney. Yeah. Calm they down. They that happy ending. Mm. So, that's like the tattoo... I like the look of it, for one thing. Can I, see it again? I like the. Are there specific flowers that yeah. are drawn? Where you like draw lilies, draw tulips, draw yeah. violets? I sent her the quote from the play, where she lists all the flowers, and images of them, and I told her that I wanted 
some human element, and I told her everything that I admired about Ophelia, and I said I wanted water to be a part of it. Um, I wanted the human element. I wanted the hair in there. Hair. Yeah, that's you thought it was a snake tattoo on the hand. Yeah, it's actually oh, hair. That's the hair. Right? Okay. To oh. be, and it's kind of like blended with the roots of the flowers. Yeah. And so, it's this idea that in a world, regardless of how corrupt and irredeemable the world we live in can be, there will always be this element of purity and this element of hope. Because it's, it is ambiguous in the tattoo whether the hand is coming into the water or rising up from it. Because even though Ophelia is dead, what she represents is what I think continues to live on from the play. Mm, nope, everyone dies. The whole play is a tragedy. Like, her death means nothing. It means nothing? She was the only person and whose what, death was tragic. What does it come? What good comes from it? Exactly. It's all nothing the world sucks, it. which is why she sucks. she died by water. And in fact, and here's where we talk about the ethics of things. She's the only person who chose her death. Perhaps. You think it should have suicide? That's the implication. I know. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. It's not an accident. Did she not just... She didn't cause her own death, but she chose it. And because she knew that she was in a world that didn't have a place for her. That in a she world to... where goodness but could not exist. From the same author. She... Same author who brought you a... Poor what's-his-name. Where it doesn't really matter if he's a jester or a king. Like... Who cares? She died, mm -hmm. and it is a tragedy. I'll I'll admit that for sure. But yeah. in the end, doesn't matter that these people were selfish or in it for themselves or mm -hmm. for whatever other reason. Well, they that, all just died. They turned to worm food. That's straight up kind of yeah. it. That that's what makes Shakespeare so great. And that's the absurdity he, of being human. Yeah, he imbues us with like these moments of pure tragedy, with this sort of like reflection on what it means to live anyway. Yeah, what does it mean to live? All well, means you're gonna die. Yeah, what does it matter? Hmm. It, it, it's very complex. Yeah. Shakespeare is the greatest writer who's ever lived. Oh, my And will God. ever live. Here we go. Okay, so... But it, it, it's, it's objectively true, like... Objectively. Yeah. Hmm. I... It, okay. Do you want to know how the rest of the story goes? Sure. Okay. <laughs> we are going to reenact this after, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. I'm ready. I've got my sword ready. I will be Clodius, obviously. I'll be Simba. So Claudius... <laughs> so so you're, you're Hamlet, then. <laughs> Claudius manipulates Laertes. He says, okay, Laertes, Hamlet did it. are you a good son? Did you love your father? And Laertes is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Accusing me of not loving my father. Okay, hey, whoa, okay, I know you did. So are you willing to avenge his death then? Or are you just going to, like, let it go? Which is ironic, because he was telling Hamlet to let his father's death go at the beginning of the play. And he says, okay, well, we got to do this some way. Let's work together on this. Uh, you're a good fencer, aren't you? You can sword fight pretty well. Well, Hamlet's been practicing at sword fighting. Here's what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So he says, Shakespeare's son. Here's what I want you to do, okay? You're going to challenge Hamlet to a friendly fencing match. And, uh, and Laertes is like, yeah, 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 I'll do that. And, he's like, and, and you're going to have an unblunted sword, which means we're going to take the little rubber thing off your sword so that when you actually stab him you're actually going to stab him yeah 
And Laertes, and this is an interesting thing about a lot of Shakespeare's plays that people always seem to have poison handy. Laertes says, oh, I have a poison that if it even scratches a person, it will cause their, their death. I'll put that on the tip of my sword. So even if I just scratch Hamlet, he's going to die for sure. What else has poison? R plus J, Hamlet. Yeah. Does Macbeth have poison? Actually, no, I don't know. Maybe not always. Othello, I think, has mm. poison. There's stabbing. Or anyway, is it strangling? Maybe you shouldn't make such outrageous claims. You're right. I shouldn't overgeneralize. They that. often seem to have poison. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Drink your wine. Drink your wine. Drink your wine. Because then Claudius <laughs> says, oh, just in case you don't scratch him, I'm going to put yeah. some poison in his drink. And then if he's beating you, I'm going to drink to his health, and I'm going to say, here, Hamlet, drink this cup. Drink this cup, really And it's going to be poisoned, and he's going to die, right? And they're like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. Regardless of what happens, he's going to die, right? So Hamlet comes back. He's already sent Rosencrantz and Guildenstern off to their death. He talks to Horatio, who's his buddy, right? And uh, he learns about Laertes challenging him to a duel. <clears throat> and his buddy Horatio says, and he accepts the duel. It's supposed to be in, in fun, in jest, or not in jest, but in like sport, right? Friendly duel. Friendly duel. And Horatio's like, oh. hey, Hamlet, are you sure you want to do this? Laertes is a pretty good fencer. And Hamlet's like, you know, I've been practicing a lot. I think I'm pretty good. And regardless... There is a special providence in the fall of a sparrow. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die. If I don't die now, I'm going to die later. What's the sparrow imagery for? If I die now, for? I don't have to die later. What's the sparrow imagery for, though? His other tattoo, man. It's no, no, tattoo. I don't. But what, like, I mean, why does Hamlet liken himself to a sparrow? Is because there... we think of a sparrow's death as being insignificant in relation to our death. Yet, there's, and this is the idea of like God and divinity, right? He's saying that even a sparrow's death is predetermined. Like, God is aware of the death of even the, the sparrow. Gotcha. Yeah. So if there's providence in a sparrow's death, who am I to be worried so much about my own? Mm -hmm. It's destined to be. If it happens now, great. It doesn't have to happen later. If it happens later, great. It doesn't happen now. Regardless, I'm going to die. It's the readiness that matters. I just need to be ready. Wow. Okay. And Horatio, I think I'm ready. Because he's already... Oh, I, I missed the part. The skull scene, yeah. when Hamlet comes back, he comes across a grave digger who's right. digging a grave. That's the only part I know clearly. Yeah. yeah. Hamlet doesn't know whose grave it is. So he comes and he starts joking around with the grave digger. He's like, hey, whose grave is this? He says, it's mine, sir. He's like, haha, very funny. Uh, it is yours because you lie in it. Because he's lying. It's a right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh. Well, Humor. I'm not, <laughs> I don't lie in it, but it's mine because I dig it. And they're like doing this word play stuff. And uh, it's like, well, okay, well, whose grave is it? Well, it was one who was a woman, but now she's dead. She's no longer a woman. And then he's like, ah, yeah. And meanwhile, the grave digger's putting these skulls on the side because they used to reuse their graves. Well, I'm just going to say, like, I find Shakespeare's humor kind of dark. No, just really uh, off-putting. Well, yeah. it's like, <laughs> part of it is that it's really punny. And, and it's like, punny, and it's just really, for and me, honestly, you, even it's I, not amusing. There's and something even, else. Even Tyler yeah. Perry and I need footnotes to understand <clears throat> the humor. Like, the yeah. puns, like, when it's explained, like, oh, yeah, but it, it's, it's very clever. But to a 16th century audience, it would have been... Sure. The language yeah. would have been like, oh, that's just funny. It would have yeah, landed. Yeah. It would have landed, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it also... And that, because it doesn't land now, it's just so tough. 
Because the language is so different. You have like, to explain yeah. it. Yeah. But also, <clears throat> it's the whole play is a meditation on death and mortality because <clears throat> uh, Shakespeare had a son named Hamnet, which in the day was like basically Hamlet. Like those two names were very much the same. Because the English language wasn't actually like... You were just like make up spellings. Yeah, yeah like so Shakespeare yeah. has been spelled like... 20 different ways. Yeah. And it was never like, um, what's, what's the word? It was never like made um, proper, like made unified. Mm -hmm. Nothing's ever codified in his That's name it. So kinda. when you look up yeah. like Shakespeare, like his birth register, his death register, and any other kinda documents, like in it they'd be, the exactly, or, they'd be yeah, spelled different. Yeah. Even referring to the same person because the, the English language hadn't been codified yet. Yeah. Hmm. But one Weird. thing they know for sure is that his son, whose name was Hamnet, died. Died. Very young. A couple of years before he wrote Hamlet. <laughs> at age 11. Right. So Hamlet is, or Shakespeare is writing this play while grieving his son. And the whole play is about the death of fathers and sons. And, yeah. Um, and so Hamlet picks up this skull because the, the grave diggers, they'd have to reuse their graves. So they'd be digging up old bones when they're digging the grave for the new person. Yeah. And so Hamlet picks up this stinking skull and he says, whose was this? And he says, this is Yorick's. He was the king's jester. And, and he, it occurs to him that Hamlet knew the person whose skull he's looking at. Alas, poor Yorick, I knew thee well. Yes. Nice. I knew him, Horatio, right? And and he's like, oh, it stinks. Does everyone stink like this? <laughs> All right, thank yeah. you. And he says, did Alexander the Great smell this bad when he was in the earth? Do we all smell this bad when we die? Like, we just, this is where we end up? This is what it all means? And then the funeral procession comes, like, oh, shit, let's go hide Horatio. And that's when he realizes it's Ophelia whose grave it is, right? And they lower him in the grave, and, and Laertes is so sad. He jumps in the grave. He's like, no, Ophelia, bury me with her. Bury me with her. And Hamlet's like, what? That's Ophelia. And then he comes in, and he, he yells at Laertes. He's like, how dare you say you loved Ophelia? 40,000 brothers couldn't love Ophelia as much as I loved Ophelia. And then they fight. And, uh, and that's where the, a lot of the tension between them comes, because... Hamlet suddenly, after her death, after he basically is responsible, like, mm -hmm. for her death in so many ways, admits that he loved her, mm -hmm. the amount of forty thousand brothers, right? And uh, then, flash forward to the duel, where all the plans are in place. They're fencing. Hamlet is actually winning. Uh, he's he's like hitting him and uh claudius is like oh yay he hits him a third time right and they're just marking up points right and claudius says well done hamlet i'm gonna put this pearl in this drink and this is your pearl it's worth 10 crowns of a king here drink it and hamlet goes no no not yet i'm not thirsty they go like, oh, okay he's got this poison cup now right and uh gertrude says okay well i'll drink to hamlet <laughs> grabs the wine yeah and Claudius is like, no, Gertrude, don't drink. She goes, I think I will. And then she drinks it. You see what you did there? Yeah, that was good. That's suspense. <laughs> so and that's a born poet. 
That's a drinking moment. At that moment, and that, that's where it's ambiguous. Did Gertrude no. know that she was drinking the poison? Or is she just being obstinate or like defiant? I feel or... like everyone in that play is actually complicit in their own death in some way. Yeah. Quite honestly, they're all kind of responsible for their own death. Yeah. Even Polonius is hiding behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, don't hide behind the curtain, you Absolutely. idiot. Absolutely. Ophelia, definitely. I mean, Hamlet, he seems to want it the whole time. He's just indecisive. Yeah. Gertrude, yeah. Yeah. Claudius, yeah, yeah. I mean, Laertes is fighting literally to the death. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, so they get back to fighting. Laertes scratches Hamlet with the poison sword. Poison. And Hamlet's like, fuck you, right? And then they, he really gets mad at him. And in the battle, they both drop their swords. Hamlet picks up the wrong sword, the poison sword, yeah. scratches Laertes. Mm. So now he's been poisoned by his own sword. Yes. They've both been poisoned. Yep. And then someone notices that Gertrude is starting to swoon. Like the king, the queen swoons. And then Hamlet's like, no, what happened? And she goes, Hamlet, the cup, the cup is poisoned. And Hamlet says, close the doors, catch whoever it was. And Laertes says, no, it's the king. The king's to blame. And Hamlet's like, what? Even though Hamlet had suspicions the entire time. Exactly. He's an indecisive little bitch. Because in act three, (laughs) in act three, scene three, he could have ended it all. Yep. But he didn't. His indecisiveness causes all. I mean, this is why I don't feel bad for Hamlet at all. Yeah. It's his fault. So Hamlet takes but whatever. But all that indecisive individual who, oh, in the yeah. moment, make the wrong choices from hesitation? I Absolutely. have never made a wrong choice yeah. in hesitation ever. I will have you know. <laughs> really? So. So did Hamlet. Did you just really me? Really did. To the microphone. Yeah. Did you really me? Really. Really. So Hamlet forces Claudius to drink what's left in the cup, and he stabs him. Right. And then he dies. And then the messengers from England come back. And... Oh, look at little kitty. <laughs> oh. And they say, tell the king... It's a messenger from England. And they say, we need our reward. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Just as the king ordered. And I never mentioned this, but Fortinbras from another kingdom comes in. Uh, King Hamlet had defeated his father and gained land from Norway. And now Fortinbras, his son, who always wanted revenge and always wanted his land back, comes back, takes over. And that's it. And Horatio, Hamlet's friend, is left to tell the story. Okay. Yeah. The end. So, so that's so you where know, Tyler got his tattoo from. This episode is now yeah. called Tattoos and Shakespeare. <laughs> That was pretty sweet. That was pretty sweet. Do you have any tattoos? I have none. Oh, really? Really? you'd have like a thistle. So what am I? Like, why? Well, I will tell you a story about how I wanted a tattoo once. What happened? Let's hear it. Maybe I'll get one still. Oh. I think I'd like one. I have two options. Two options only. Yes. Wow, okay. For me, I just want to see a cute little kitty coming by. (laughs) Oh. Do you want some of this? It's amazing. It is uh, My Village YYC Pizza. Oh, yeah. The official uh, gluten-free pizza. He ordered pizza. The, the Dublin special. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, looking good. Artichokes in there. Amazing. If you're interested in that for dinner, you're welcome to it. Okay. I did. 
Oh, okay. I thought you were saying something about cat pee. Woo! Yeah, nice. Okay, I can live with dog But look at the little kitty. Okay. If you uh, want to come out and get some words in on this episode, you're welcome to. Might have to put that bleep button in effect. Just oh, like, nope, nope, things. just yeah. stop. A little bit of editing. Yeah. Anyway, you can keep him. He can't be in the house oh. until I okay. sure. wander the room. Hey, mm. former best pet ever. Oh, little mm. sweetie kitty. sweetie. I used to love you. Yeah. Mm. You Hi. still love little sweetie. I love everything but the pee on my bed. Oh, oh yeah. I loved him. Oh. <laughs> I did, I did. I hope he loves his new home. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's so <laughs> I think... <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think Barkley would fight. Sylvester. I mean, there's a bladder infection? Oh, I don't know. I can't, it's the only thing we can logically say that would explain this peeing on everyone's bad behavior. Mm-hmm. I think the next time it tries it on my bed, it's going to get a face full of a uh, Gatorade bottle. Yeah. Okay, well, it could just be sick. Anyone ever think the cat might be sick? Yeah, uh, except that this has been going on way too long. How long has it been going on for? Uh, months. No. Really? They, oh. The, the, the length of time this has happened between mm-hmm. has been a couple months. So this is just aberrant behavior. That needs to be addressed, and yeah. I don't know what that means. Apparently, uh, to check for a bladder infection, it costs three hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. Just, to, just to check. Insurance? Not even talking about not to treat it. Do you have insurance? Man, I don't got a dog like Barkley. I got like these wild animals they get from barns and shit. Fairfox, yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. So I, the last thing I'm gonna do is buy insurance for. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I love my insurance because like I have. You go for it. Look though. at that, oh, <laughs> little sweetie. Probably um, rolling in duck shit. Because I have. A dog like Barkley, where I was like, yep, insurance, like, right away. And every time something wrong, I'm just like, do what's any the, t- What's the deductible? Mm, something like 300, I think. Okay. Okay. So I'm just like, Not yep. bad. I'm like, check whatever you want. Do whatever you need to do. Go for it. You want need surgery? Because there was something for huge it. with Barkley, wasn't there? No, it was a heart surgery. Jeez. Oh, when she was six months old. Costing. Um, about 5000 <laughs> but yeah. all you had to pay was three hundred. Oh no, 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 oh. no. Because um, she was born with it, oh so my it God. wasn't covered. Now, Damn. when a when a vet is like, well, you could like, do you, do do you want to keep your dog alive or do you want it to die in six months? You're kind of like, well, we'll keep it alive. So wow, look at you. That's not the answer that comes out of my mouth. Well, I was like, yeah. You're a good owner. Well, yeah, I was like, are, I'm like, are you kidding? Like, it's not even a question. Yeah, like. I'm usually just like, thanks for all your help. We'll catch you guys later, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to get a second opinion. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'll do it myself. Give me a knife and a needle here. And some ether. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's a so, tough yeah. call to make. No, that's it wasn't. a brutal call to make. It wasn't tough at all. I was just like... No. You love your dog. No. I love Barkley. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love my dog. I didn't even want a dog. $5,000. Honestly, I didn't want one. Sherry's like, we had a dog. I'm like, fine, whatever. And then I got a little Barkley. I'm just like, yep. 100%. You're love. mine. Yep. Starter kid, man. Yeah. So were you going to get a Barkley tattoo? Yes, in fact. That would be okay. if I got one tattoo. So there's one or two tattoos I would get. Uh-huh. Across the chest, baby. It's going on my calf, like yours. You got nice calves, too. I know I do. It'd be good. Notice but, I said two, because I feel I also have it. nice calves. Well, mine are better. But <laughs> this, oh, actually, right yours are bike. pretty good. Actually, yeah, yours are really good, too. You got runner's calves. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, wow. 
Esau, take a picture, please. <laughs> What's happening? This is whose cab is about to play this game. I think okay. yours are bigger. I well, I don't know. Does will see Elias' hand go back in the water when he flexes, or what? I don't know. We'll see. What are you saying? Okay, I feel like a weird pervert taking pictures of your calves. Here we go. Thank you. See this? This is actually really frightening. Look at your damn wings. Wow. We got good calves. Oh, shit. Say that to me so I can just. Yeah, me too. Love you it. put that up on that episode, right? Because I'm sure the listeners will want to see that. That is the episode that. picture. That's actually... <laughs> I like that. So, yeah, if I were going to... So I have two options for a tattoo. They're all going on my calf. Uh-huh. Although I wonder, does it take away from my calf muscle? Not at all. Does it? <laughs> so... You tell me. It's all about one, placement and shape. True. Picture of Barkley, like Barkley's face, uh-huh. right on the calf. I would do that, 100%. Like a profile? Do you already have a, an image you would use? Mm, no, I'd get one. Okay. Just a little face, just yeah. cute as fuck. Nice. Or uh, like an England flag. Okay. I might make it tattered now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like a pirate's flag? Yeah. 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 And it might be like, oh, wow, that's cool. I'd be like, yeah, that's why it's tattered. Yeah. It's nothing with hopes and dreams. Some Italian soccer about player lighting something. it on fire or Never. something. I, I like it. I like both ideas. I think I I like tattoos. I just like because um, I think tattoos are significant regardless. You know, like they're significant once they're on your body. Like to me, it's for life. Yeah, absolutely. Like you have how many do you have? Just two, just two. So you have a band. Yeah, I got on a band floor. on my left arm. Yeah, uh, similar to my wife's band on her wrist. Right. Were similar those... to a buddy of mine who have the same similar band on his bicep. Cool. Isn't that just like the tribal tattoo? It's this thing. It yeah. actually came off uh, like a jack in the deck of cards. It's one of those bands that goes around the jack. You know what I'm talking about? I yeah. like it. So then I pulled that out, and then we all just got it because we were all in London at the time and uh-huh. it was awesome cool being in London I guess and yeah. uh, the other ah! one's just this like angel I guess angel design kind of stone oh I like that stained glass on the shoulder yeah okay yeah yeah I don't even know stained glass I don't know it's got some kind of weird faded color thing going on and there's like an angel oh, in the middle sweet. I like that yeah I don't know where was that done uh, here in Calgary uh, place is now shut down used to be on 17 what was it called uh, I want to say something like another dimension. Eternal image? Eternal image, I think. It's not on 17th Avenue anymore. It still exists. It's in Englewood. Was it Scott? Uh, I wouldn't remember. It's been a while. Do you think these guys like stick with it forever? A lot of guys do. He's still tattooing because he did this one. Eternal image. Oh, no way. 98, 99, 99, I think. Yeah, okay. I was like after 2000, but just. Yeah. Could have been him. Yeah, could have been. So that one's from London, huh? No, this actually I got at Smiling Buddha here in Calgary. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But we were in London when we made the decision. My buddy uh, got his up here in London, and then we left him. Uh-huh. Me and Deb came home. We were like, okay, well, we got this design, so we'll throw it on. And Where'd Deb get hers? Cool. Same thing, Smiling Buddha. Back when but it was still a thing. Where on her body? Uh, wrist. And she okay. doesn't have the double line on the outside. She's just got a single line, so it's a little more fine. More of a girl that, version. Why that design? It's just, we were playing cards, coming, coming up with tattoo right. designs or what uh-huh. we're going to do because we're having such a wicked time. Yeah. And then it was like, <laughs> we're not going to dye our hair. That's stupid. <laughs> Let's uh, get tattoos instead. So then, yeah. He pulled the card and he was just like, look at that. Yeah. And we're like, done. That's wicked. Wow, that's, I like that. Yeah. See, I, I like the, like, just sort of the 
I don't know, the contingency of that, like the randomness of it. I do too, and it's yeah. like a design that doesn't, it's not overly meaningful, but it means some, like I remember the time very meaningful well. Meaningful to yeah. you. Absolutely. And that's it. And that's yeah. all it needs to be. Yeah, exactly. Are we still on? Are we actually doing this thing? Like, is this actually being recorded? This is the tattoo episode. This is the tattoo. Hi. The Welcome tattoo in half. episode <laughs> on <laughs> tattoos <laughs> and Shakespeare. Um... <laughs> 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 So, so that's why I feel like, like what a tattoo symbolizes, because some people are very like hung up on, well, I would never get anything unless it meant so much to me, right? And, and yeah, like I agree, I think a tattoo should be somewhat meaningful, but what it means to a person is, is personal, and the meaning can change, right? Like the frog tattoo that I got when I was 18 years old, I can't say at the time that it had much symbolic significance to me, but it's gained symbolic significance. Well, it must have. Why did you... Uh... The frog? Or the... The frog, yeah. yeah. I thought it looked cool. That was it. So you yeah. literally yeah. went into a tattoo shop? It was shop. in a magazine, and I was like, you know, I think I want a tattoo. Oh. Flipping through a magazine. I, I like that frog. I thought it was something to do with like, your culinary something well, or other. You know what? So I attach meaning as I go. Like, frogs actually, to me, are, are deeply symbolic, and, and I, I like the symbolism behind a frog. Like, to me, it means, like adaptability to change and mm. and like the amphibious nature of a frog is also like being uh at home in multiple worlds environments Did that's you, why they're used as indicator species because they are affected by both land and yes. water pollution like Absolutely. canaries that's a fact of the day <laughs> by the way there are no facts like canaries. i like that yet they don't fully belong in either world right like they're not fully land animals they're not fully yeah. water animals they need both, and, and so it kind of, to me, it kind of speaks uh, to the idea of belonging, but never feeling like you completely belong anywhere, which is how I always feel all the time, so. Oh. <laughs> hey, it's just, the, it's just my mode. I'm, in a, I'm like always a little bit out of place, in my mind anyway. Like Jason Momoa in, world. in uh, Aquaman or yeah. Shape of Water? Okay. You guys see Shape of Water? No, I have not. You know what I didn't like? Yeah. Actually, no. Shape of Water is a good Water movie. Was good. It was a good movie. I don't think I'd watch it again. I'm not gonna watch it. Again. But it's a good movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> that was one. I'm like, yeah, best picture. You give it to Shape of Water. It makes sense. It's <laughs> fucked up. It's Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't it competing with La La Land that year? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. I'm just asking. No, Moonlight. I mean, won La La the... Land was something I hear, from what I've heard. You know, I just couldn't I make it through that first scene because understand I just barely contained the vomit. Right what your problem <laughs> is <laughs> with that? I don't understand why you hate La La Land so much. I actually so got much. really upset because I watched that opening scene, looking forward to watching this epic movie that I'd oh. heard so much about this musical. And when it got into it, it just didn't land with me. Like mm -hmm. I, I kind of watched it, and, I, and you know, when you see something just so, you just kind of feel like oh, this is a, this is stupid. I'm embarrassed for you. That's the way I kind of felt in the moment. And I might have just been in a really dark place. I might, gotta, might have been me at the time, you, just like everything sucks and this definitely sucks. You got to watch the whole... Th ah, it's, it's a musical. You got to watch the whole thing. I like, liked it. I found I'm it heartbreaking. La La Land was amazing. Yeah. Especially that last musical number like where there's kind of this ambiguity for a while and then you're just yeah. like, oh, fuck. And then when the end happens, you're like, wow, that's just like real life. Mm -hmm. Like that's just real life. Yeah. Did you watch Hamilton? Hamilton? Did you watch it? And you can... Are you recording this? Disney, yeah. Okay. Hamilton blew my dick off. That was one Is of the... a good thing? That was one of the best things that I've seen That's a good thing. in my life. <laughs> I That's 
was blown away by the, yeah, <laughs> by the spectacle that was Hamilton. Jesus. You have no idea. I, I only fought, watched, half. <laughs> watched I, half. I could not believe what I was watching when I watched it. And I... Did my, you see it like on the movie, like the TV Disney Plus? Yeah. Or did you... Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the first time I saw it. I didn't even know it was the stage production of the performance. Yeah. Um, have you ever used that expression before? Mind. Blew my dick off? Yeah. When I referred to Hamilton, yeah. That's, That's the only time? The only time I've used it, yeah. <laughs> I, I literally made that expression up Saved for up Hamilton. Saved for this moment. The moment I have, you bring it so up. You have used it before. You didn't just... No, I, I, I've used it before. Let me check but my notes. Only, it blew my dick off. But only in reference to Hamilton. Honestly. Okay. I, my homeroom name this year was Hi. Hamilton. <laughs> you had a homeroom name? Yeah, because I love my homeroom. That's so funny. And I did the exact same thing. Yeah, except... We, we both were like... We're kindred spirits. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> my, my, my students reminded me that the first day of school, I spent like 20 minutes talking about how great Hamilton was. Uh-huh. Straight up. Wow. So they came up with the name Hamilton, which isn't like original, but it makes sense. Had you just seen it? In August. Okay. And I came back in September. And uh, they made this poster. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Shit, son. I feel like I might have seen that. Did you post that on Instagram? I did. Yeah. So anyway, Hamilton is one of the greatest things that I've ever seen in my life. It's good. I cannot, like, I think Lin-Manuel Miranda is a genius. Like, a true genius. And what he's able to do in his stories and in his musicals is incredible. You're saying plural, plurality here. Like, what else? In the Heights. Okay. Moana. Like, he's like, he's like a renaissance man. In the Heights. Is that new? Yeah. And you saw it? Yeah. It was amazing. But you're always watching in the Heights in, in respect to Hamilton. Because, like, the irony of this is that in the Heights was a stage play before Hamilton was. Right? But Hamilton, when it became a stage play, became more famous. Because it's better. Yeah. It is better. It's amazing. And then it became a movie before In the Heights did. So even though In the Heights was first, mm-hmm. um, you've see, everyone's seen Hamilton beforehand. So you notice a lot of like similarities between In the Heights and Hamilton mm-hmm. when really you should be looking for why Hamilton is similar to In the Heights. Mm-hmm. But you don't because you've seen Hamilton first. Um, but no, they're both incredible. Um, but what Lin-Manuel Miranda was able to do in Hamilton in taking this old white history that no one really knows of and reminding the audience that really the history of America is an immigrant story and then appropriating it with traditional black music using black actors is incredible. <laughs> like it's just, it, it, it's, it blew my dick off. Like I said, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it for always. That shit blew my dick off. I could not believe. No, I watched it like this the whole time. I was like, it was just amazing. I couldn't believe it. Hamilton is incredible. So why don't you get a Hamilton tattoo? Because. Or a skirt. <laughs> no, I got to edit that too. That would look good on your tattoo. I, I got to get rid of calf. that. It would be weird. Was, yeah. I guess I do. Why? Because of the... Yeah, you know the rules. I know, but I had to say it, because like... Yeah, no, I hear you. But it's going to be bleep, tilt in. Yeah. Yeah, just so you know. But when I say Hamilton, you can leave that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
What totally about, fine saying Hamilton. What about Skies? Yes, I like that one. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the post that you fucked up? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Walked all so over it. Fucking <laughs> walked right all over it. So, yeah. what one's that? I don't have Who's it on my face now, bitch. <laughs> you totally read. What's his name? Mr. B. Mr. You Mr. Brent. Brent. You ran to Mr. Brent. I did. When we went all like. I wish I had. Get your monkey ass. You remember? Yeah. I was like. No, I wish I had. I loved hearing the about table that. Table of cocaine. I and actually just like guns. guns I actually everywhere. don't wish I had. I didn't. It must have been apparent. Like honestly, I cannot think of. You. It was. I want. I think I know the parent. You. Is it you? <laughs> No, I, I think I knew who the parent was. I can't really? say all these things. Clearly. Turn the recording wow. off right now. <laughs> turn the recording <laughs> off right now. Just turn your microphone off. I don't have a microphone. Okay, no, I'll turn off the recording. Well, you're right, you're right. Actually, I, I can't I, remember I can the name. Ah, uh, hey, infectious... <laughs> KG says hi. Oh, hi to KG. She, wait, um, wait, wait. She's just texting you right now? Is she listening live? I sent the picture of the calves and said, these are what real calves look like. And she said, who are the other calves? I said, well, it's infectious. Yeah. She said, oh my God, what are you doing? I said, podcasting. Did she have a thought on like... And drinking Cabernet like, Merlot. Why you invite me? On what? Uh, teaching. You want an invite? <laughs> <laughs> Tell her, yeah. Find that out and then we'll start... We'll start the chain, right? Just chain letter it through uh, KG. She'll get it to everybody, the uh, big podcast party. Mm-hmm. On um, August 15th or something. Now that we finished the Cabernet Merlot, Esau, can you open another... We going white yet? Bottle? <laughs> what? Well... I just... I, I, I didn't know there is a white in the fridge. Might Are we be, there yet? It's actually in the freezer. It wouldn't be frozen by now. Would it? Quite honest, your calves look like you guys have been walking in heels your whole life. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, I run on my, we just run. <laughs> I run on my midfoot. Yeah. Okay. I'm Which one see- would you like? I don't know. Italian. Yes. To commemorate the victory. Italia. 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 Here, you know what? I will play. Is Peller family done? Are we done? With yes. Unfortunately, we have finished the. Heller family, uh... Yeah. That one went for a while. There's a lot of volume to Sorry. <laughs> Ooh, I'm liking this theme music. <laughs> this some kind of, like, Italian aria or something? Like, what the hell is going on? It's their national anthem. It is their national anthem. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, there's a lot of editing to happen in this fucking episode. <laughs> the flag is being raised, and they're getting the trophy. They're all putting their Go. trophy in docking. Go. You can edit the whole thing out. doesn't matter oh to me. Oh, my God. Fuck them all. Yeah. England is making fun of their own players and being racist. Well, you know what? Go. That's all I'm gonna say. Jesus Christ. I never get an invite. Get rid of this whole damn thing. (laughs) Tyler tells this great story about Hamlet and his tattoos, and we have to scrap the whole thing. (laughs) 
That's actually a pretty sweet national anthem. You know what's better? Is, uh, the one that starts with the longest perfect note. Ah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. This one's better. That's pretty sweet. Very pretty sweet. The Monty Python anthem. Ain't no fucking old can it work. What are you on about? What are you? Arrows of outrageous fortune. Or to take arms against a sea of troubles and by proposing end them to die, to sleep, no more. And by a sleep, to say we end the heartache and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to. Tis a consummation devoutly to be wished. To die. To sleep. How does this surpass my <laughs> Marseillais? Like. By chance to dream. I there's the rub. This is how I shut him down. But in that sleep of death, what dreams may come. When we have shuffled off this mortal coin, must give us pause. It's a pretty cool medley we got going on. Makes calamity of so long life. For who would bear the whips and scorns of time? Wrong. A proud man's contumely, the pangs of despised love, the laws delayed, the insolence of office, and the spurns that patient merit of the unworthy takes when he himself might his quietus make without death. Who would bottles bear to grunt and sweat under a weary life? Well, he wins. He makes us rather bear those ills we have and fly to others that we know not of. Us, conscience, doth make cowards of us all, and thus the native hue of resolution is simply war with the pale cast of thought and enterprises of great pith and moment with this regard their currents turn awry and lose the name of action are you proud of yourself very do you that's a good point like what you've done yes why did you do that what compelled you <laughs> to play Hamlet's soliloquy. I don't know. I just did it. <laughs> I was the music moved me. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Peller wines, obviously. Yeah. The obviously. Peller family it moved me oh. to action. <sighs> okay, now All we're. Right. It doesn't matter. This this has never seen the light of day. This you never know. You never know. Well, well, that's what we said about the last one. Yeah, exactly. What. This is definitely like the last one where it kind of degraded and I got to a point of like, I can't edit through all this. Well, that's because we never thought this one was going to make it and then apparently it was. We are now drinking, dear listeners, Grand Passione Rosso, the Grand Passion, red, uh, Veneto, from the Venezia region of uh, Italy. Hmm. 
So normally, Indicazione Geografica Tipica just means it's grown in Italy. Okay. There are other... Nice. Well, last time you were talking some shit about wines that were grown in... Denominatia... Uh, this is what I'm talking about. Hold on. Doc G. Denazianama... Origione controllata garantita, meaning that it's grown in like a. It's guaranteed to be grown in a certain area. Like a straight up protected, like uh, Italy only. Area. Yeah, yeah. The lingo you're dropping. Yeah, did not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that's all that means. So this one means indicazione geografica tipica. It's like, it's Italian. It's just not like that protected range. Mm. Yep. But I don't even know, like, because I, I mean, obviously, I'm sure there are Veneto wines that are Doc G. You probably have to pay something to be Doc, Doc G, G, honestly. That's what you were Doc saying. G. Yeah. But I bet you have to pay something to be Doc G. To be like, can mm -hmm. you recognize yeah. this as Doc G, right? Yeah. I know a lot of Tuscanies are Doc G, but that's because that whole region is like yeah. Chianti and protected by like UNESCO, likely, and things like that, right? No, UNESCO won't even protect the barrier reefs in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> protect there? Really? Oh, the world's so fucked. What's the name for a wine that's like where the grapes are from, like the finest regions in Canada? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't um, know I believe they're just. I believe they're just called Cabernet Merlot. Uh, yeah, yeah. And from the finest regions, including Nova Scotia. Yeah. I know the Peller family has a um, monopoly on those, for sure. So no one else can claim that. I'm not sure anyone else knows grapes grow in Nova Scotia. Aside from the Peller family. Yeah. We're going to have to find their website and give them a call in the next episode. Because yeah. we have a few questions for them. Yes, we do. I'll feel bad if they're as happy as those people on the bottle. Like when I grill them on like <laughs> their practices and their... Passione del Greco Antico Pathos e un sentimento di forte intensità. Interesse vivo che si fa grande, grande passione e assentimento questo, l'espressione vera della decisione a livello di Italia. Get a neck one. Yeah, I'm thinking like front neck. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I think those are not on you, but like on women, I think neck tattoos are fucking hot. Are you kidding me? Yeah, man. I no. was at a. Uh, no. Oh, I love them. No. I absolutely love them. I was at a. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was at a bar on uh, I don't know a couple Saturdays ago, and like the the waitress neck tattooed. I I don't mind wow. those at all. I was like. Was it like right up to the <laughs> jawline? Yeah. Which is kind of weird because it looks like a sleeve, right? Like it yeah. looks like, but I was all in. I'm just like, I would straight up. You know, I like. So show you my neck tattoo. I saw the movie. Except my neck tattoo's like a <laughs> on your neck, or is that okay? You so. can't. Can we? Can, you cannot. What? Air this at all? This uh, can't I just be aired. Said that you might have some jewelry on. What's your problem? This can't be aired. It's going to air, baby. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. No edits. Okay, okay. You're right. You know what movie we just saw? But starting now. Okay. Roadrunner. That's a, movie. a film about Anthony Bourdain. Oh, yeah, that'd be sad. It's good. 
But he has a love interest at one point in the movie. She has a chest tattoo, which actually looks really good. I really liked it. Better does, you sick fuck. I'm not a big fan of chest tattoos either. This one looks good. I love tattoos. On on women, especially. You don't... Like, I'm sorry. I just... I don't know why. I'm not trying to be sexist or anything. I just don't find it as attractive, especially neck and chest tattoos. I straight up love... Behind the ear or rib cage. I'm okay with behind the ear. Rib cage is fine. Tramp stamp, no thanks. You know what I love? A sleeve on a woman. Oh, I love that. Uh, I don't like a thigh tattoo as much on a woman. Inner, outer, front, back. I've never seen the inner. I usually see the front, (laughs) front thigh. Uh Do you know what I mean? Like you stick like Garfield or something. Something oh, yeah. there, or like yeah. something big and round, right on the front of your thigh, and I'm always like, no. Oh, like just right here? Yeah, just like right on the front of your thigh. Just oh, right here, yeah. I think the shape it creates in your body is just weird. The design. I like the, I like, um, like the black and gray tattoos. That's uh, what my neck tattoo girl was. <laughs> yeah, just White. shading, no colors. Yeah. Loved it. And That's like, interesting. On the you legs. Because like <laughs> I'm like basically a fan. I'm like, Fuck, I love tattoos on women. Love it. Fully, fully sleeved, the whole deal. Oh, I deal. love it. Oh, absolutely. And to me? Okay, this is going to sound horrible. This is going to sound horrible. Now I can't even narrow this. It looks like you work in the adult industry. Shit, and if you work in the adult industry. One, two. Not, Where? Yeah, very this impersonal. is the neck one or the chest one? Which one? Both. He thinks anyone. The moment you go neck, oh. chest... I'm kind of like, uh, just it's just so far mm. down that road that I'm I'm not as into it. I just I don't think yeah. it's attractive. And I'm like, show me how far the tattoos go. <laughs> how far down do they go? Oh, it leads right into this big demon on my stomach. Like it's just weird. <laughs> Sweet. And then it leads down to this flower. <laughs> A poison flower <laughs> tattoo right beside my vajayjay. <laughs> it's a delicate flower. It is an unweeded garden. <laughs> No, that's disgusting. That's syphilis. That's syphilis. You've you've, you've literally just described syphilis. (laughs) Okay, what about behind the ear? Did we talk about that? Behind the ear is not so obtrusive, I find. Okay. And you can can show it. You know what I mean? Like, there's something Uh, sexy about going like, hey, look, I got one back here. That's okay. Is there? Uh Could I actually say what the actual fuck? Why? More sexy than being like... like, On the back of your head where no one can see it ever. Well, just behind the ear is kind of subtle. Subtle enough that it's but, not like in your face. And if you have like, long hair, you know, then you don't even show. But I guess if you neck. wanted one, why wouldn't you want one to show? Is my question. Like because there's something more sexy about what you don't show. Mm-hmm. Right is there? I have a tattoo right here. You saw. You want to see it? No, it's sexier. I don't want to see you sexy. It's so sexy right here. That's the like, last you thing I want to see is you sexy. But if I were attracted <laughs> to you, I'd be like, Shh, what do you mean okay, you're not? Sure, man. Sure, oh show me your tattoo. Because I'm white. Uh, there are many a reason, and that is not one of them because I'm not a racist. Uh, <laughs> oh, is it because I'm short? God, there are many a reason. <laughs> it's not because I'm racist. Would you get a skull tad? No. Okay, just ask. One on each chest. So here's here's what I like. Why I started getting these tattoos. Well, I don't know if it's the only reason, but after getting this tattoo. I realized one. I was yeah. in a midlife crisis. Probably, but I always knew. I didn't own a Corvette, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. You should see what he drives. I'm kidding. Come on. I, I always knew I wanted another tattoo, right? But I've always, not always, but often felt self-conscious about the frog. 
Because people are people will comment about a tattoo, right? Like people will be like, "Oh, frog, really manly," like those sort of sorts of things. Oh, people say shit like that. Fuck them. Yeah. They shouldn't though. Or like, just like I remember. So you're our... like boys, huh? <laughs> they say stuff like that because we do no, live in Alberta. Like, oh, so why'd you get a frog? You know, and then you're like, suddenly I need to justify why I got a frog. Too, Finish your right? wine. It's the same wine. No, you you hmm. never had this Veneto. Well, I thought it was oh, a Cabernet yeah, Merlot. So it's really good. Cabernet Merlot. Jeez. No, we finished nice. the Cabernet Merlot. I'm so sad it's gone. And did you hear the irony in his voice? Was that so, irony or outright sarcasm? So I told my. In fact, I've actually been through some points in my life where I considered getting it removed. Wow. Even, which I would have actually regretted. Yeah. Because I actually like it. I've grown to like my tattoo. It's been on my body for more than half but that's my part life. Of it, though. Did you like not like it when you first got it? No, I did like it. And who cares what people say? Fuck them. But that's why you didn't yeah. like it. Because after a while, enough people said stuff that you started to question it. And it was mainly when I started, when I was a teacher. When I became fuck a teacher. Them. But that's truth, right? Yeah. It is. Unfortunately, but who cares what people think? Like, fuck them all. They all You're not everyone, teaching right now. Calm the fuck down. Everyone sucks. Fuck them yeah. all. Right, honestly. <laughs> but I didn't feel like I needed to really justify my tattoo until I was a teacher. And then students were asking me about my tattoo. And like, yeah. and there was a point where I was like, you know, I just would rather not have this tattoo. I just should get rid of it. But... There are also points where I was like, I, I know I want another tattoo. And for years, I've known I wanted a tattoo on my calf. Hmm. I just didn't really know what. That's the only place I would want one uh-huh. for me. Yeah. I like the calf because it's kind of like inconspicuous. <laughs> but but it's, it I think it's also a good place. Like if I wanted to have like a calf contest again. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. Oh, here's Barkley. And also, oh, here's my calf. Yeah. Did yeah. it hurt on the calf? Yeah. Oh, so... Well, I mean, fuck it then. Well, Never mind. It's always good I mean, hurt, man. It's a good hurt. It, the most sensitive parts are this bottom part and this top part. But the part where I felt it hurt the most was right here because I think she had to go over it quite a lot of times. Mm. Um, How long did it take? Less than two hours. And just done in one? Yeah. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a combination. Black it's black. Black. Just black. Oh. Yeah. Okay. This one's black and gray. So there's yep. more like shading Shade. to it. Whereas this one, I believe all the lines are just black. Yeah. Not that way. I need to see the right. Just stand up for a bit. <laughs> I can't believe you got a bunch of new ink this year. Yeah. That's so crazy. You know, the guy picked me up. I'm like, I think is it's... this jail, Tyler? <laughs> like, what is happening? I think, oh. it, like, oh. maybe it's like a COVID thing where I was just sure. like, I, I needed. It felt good to get. To, it felt good to choose tattoos. It felt good to get the tattoos. And feel it feels good to have them. Feel a bit of a little pain. Yeah. Just give me the pain. It's Actually, I, I like the amount of pain that it was. Um, I always knew I wanted them. It feels good to just like start start getting them because it's it's almost like it's something I didn't allow myself. Yep. For so long, and and, and I was always like, no, I, next time I get a tattoo, it's going to be a tattoo that I know is going to have such deep meaning, and it's going to be the perfect tattoo. And if you wait for that to come along, you're That's just not going to get a tattoo, right? That's exactly what those tattoos are. Yeah. The perfect tattoo doesn't exist. No. No. That's exactly. that. I've been waiting on getting this perfect tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> this dragon, and it's like surrounding this Ronin. You know what I mean? The Japanese masterless samurai. And they're like engaged in battle, but they're kind of like... United. Uh-huh. I heard you. Yeah, that represents my son. Perfect. That's Barkley playing with the ball. 
um, which was shared on Instagram today, which uh, definitely is like... Did you share that? Tattoo worthy. No, Sherry sent to me. She's like... Can you get a movie tattooed on your... That'd be cool if you could get like a movie on your... I'm thinking God. just... Different angles. Face. It but just he, like shifts. But he... Oh, like three different faces. Like side, front, yeah. side. Like she's yeah, moving like Bar- her head. Barkley grabbing a ball out of the air. Right? That's the thing though. Like you... Like look. Look, look. If you're having like your dog tattooed on your calf, like mm-hmm. I need someone good. Yeah. I need someone who's not gonna fuck. Like well, I'm like getting like a dog that didn't look like your dog. Could you yeah. fucking imagine? I know. I'm oh, like you got people on your body. You're like this is like like my mm. child. You That's know what I mean? Like, I haven't seen in ten years because of blah blah blah. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not good at faces. Well, I know. So I like the, the first thing I'd be like, <laughs> you know, like show me. Dynamite. I spent yeah. so much time on the shading <laughs> on the lip. <laughs> like show me everything you've done that has like you show me all your animals right now. Like show me. Yeah. That that's the only tough thing. I'm like, I don't want to fuck up like Yeah. English like yeah, good, do that. Instagram is the place to find tattoo artists. In Calgary? Yeah. I thought there were like three tattoo places. Oh, Smiling Buddha. There's tons. This one was the, both of these. Does it anymore? I think it just shut. Uh, I don't prob- I haven't seen it. I think it yeah. shut down finally. Yeah. Uh, Hemlock tattoo is where I got these oh. ones. Both of them? Yeah. Hemlock? Two different artists. Who's your guy? Who's your girl? Uh Janine did the Calf and no, but she has an eyelash. She has eyelid tattoos of her eyes. No, like oh. eyelid tattoos. What are you thinking? Like um, if you do your eyes on your eyelids, it's so cool. <laughs> when you're sleeping and it looks like you're awake. <laughs> oh my god! That's funny. <laughs> Owen got it, or my boy, he got it right on the top of his eyelids during like they painted him like a bat. Really. For face painting and they're like close your eyes and they gave them the eyeballs on the eyes oh, it was wow. the greatest face painting ever that's cool yeah yeah that's cool when he passed out in the back of the car you're like oh my god <laughs> frightening so how many years has it been since your last tattoo 20 yeah 2015 20 yeah long time and it's been like in my rear view mirror i was like why did i care about what i look like that's yeah. that's what's weird now it's like even though they're the part of me i was like yeah it'd be fun to doodle on my body yeah. Uh, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Identity doesn't matter to me as much anymore. Right. Longevity and like who I'm gonna be down the line mm-hmm. are. I don't know, man. Things changed. Yeah. There was a time when it mattered if I had earrings in my ears, or how I dressed, right. or if I had tattoos or whatever. And now I don't. It just doesn't feel the same. Yeah. So I don't know. That said. I, I am not averse to getting another tattoo. There actually is like a bunch of things I'd love to draw all over my body, but yeah. it's the money. The cost is uh, mm-hmm. a bit prohibitive at times. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it's, I don't know, for, <laughs> to Evan's point, like, some people are into them and the look of it and all that stuff yeah. and the significance of it and all those things. And can't say like any of that really grabs me the significance part and trying to commemorate something don't care right I've had kids I'm kind of married I've got my life going there's nothing here I have to commemorate and I don't know I'm just not looking for a image change yeah maybe I guess makes sense yeah I don't know I don't have I I don't have purpose anymore yeah right there was the time when earrings were purposeful Mm-hmm. When I talk to students about like, oh, why do you have all these? Oh, and I'm planning to get more. I want to cover my whole ear. I remember that. Yeah. But it's so not me anymore. And I, 
it's in those moments you kind of look at yourself and you're like, I'm not, I can't relate to you. No matter what I do, I'll never see it through your eyes right now. Yeah. Just trying to think back to what it meant back then. Yeah. That's all. Trying to understand it. Interesting. It meant something back Mm -hmm. then. Doesn't mean squat now. That's interesting. Right? It's different. Especially the earrings. That's a weird one. Yet I still keep hunting for one that goes right here. One that belongs (laughs) here for whatever reason. I don't know. That's a weird one. All right, folks. Well, thank you for tuning in to the uh, tattoo episode. Did this you guys been just tattoo and Shakespeare like, the recipe without me? Oh, you didn't have any fucking tattoo. Oh, by the way, you just got like this naked ass. The next part man. is going to be a stick and poke tattoo on Mr. Evan here. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to draw the class Barkley on you your Barkley. All right, done. Got a needle and some ink, and we're good to go. And some boiling water. I'm going to do like a. Trust you. Stick and poke. Dinking balls on your your tramp stamp It's going to blow your dick off. (laughs) Well, only Hamilton can do that, but... (laughs) Oh, my God. That's it, folks. (laughs) Woo! Yo! This has been a long day of podcasting here on the Hill of Calgary podcast. My name is Alexander (laughs) Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton.